You let me know. You let me know. Tom, we are live. Pat, are we live? We are certainly live. Well, then let me welcome everybody to the best show. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to the best show. My name's Tom. I'm the host of the show. And boy, do we have a great one for you tonight. Look out. 50 biggest crab apples of all time. Talking about the 50 biggest crab apples. Who'll make the list? Got a few crab apples could make the list. A few, few might not make the list. We'll find out and we'll discuss what is a crab apple, even that. Like what is a crab apple, right? We'll figure that out. We got a lot to do. And tonight also, uh, I'd like to extend, uh, uh, an invitation to you, the best show listener to call up and, uh, if you want to wish, uh, Mr. Trump, a uh, uh, farewell or pay tribute to him at all today, this is his last night in the White House. It's last night in the White House. So if you want to pay tribute to him or honor him, you call tonight. And, uh, what is the number again? Three, two, oh, one, three, three, two, three, four, eight, four. That's the number. If you want to call the best show. Get in on the action. You can call and be a part of the festivities. And in the meantime, it's time for us to start the best show the way we start the best show. And that's what the best show music. Best show. Here we go. Let's do it. Yeah. 
It's the best show. What are we doing? Welcome to another exciting episode of the show. Here on a Tuesday night, as we have been doing for 79 years. The show is here, I remember. I was on the air that night to announce that uh, that was that first night I announced. I think I announced that uh, uh, Lou Gehrig uh, hit uh, two 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 homers in a game. Those were the days, huh? Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth. What's up? Yay, yay, the phone number 201-3-323484. And we're going to talk about the 50 biggest crab apples ever. Well, not ever. I don't want to go too far back. I'll try to do it within the, the modern era. Not looking for no, uh, no, uh, crab apples from the 1300s. I, uh, would like to see, uh, Chaucer is, uh, my choice for one of the ultimate crab apples. He was quite a crab apple back then. And let's figure out what a crab apple even is for starters. Like I get called old crab apple. Somebody's like, Tom's old crab apple. And first, first time I heard it, I broke into tears. Started bawling my eyes out. I'm a crab apple. What? Next thing you know, though, I think about it. Eh. Eh. I'll, I'll, I'll own it. I could see it. If I'm a crab apple. It's maybe somebody who's a little curmudgeonly, right? A little, maybe a little. A little sour, but um, maybe also not not like a nihilist though. They, that's not what it is. A crab apple is not a like not a nihilist. Um, not a not a truly negative force where you like you're you're a force for bad or you you can't stand anybody not like that just maybe it's like cuz cuz a friend Lebowitz documentary came out this thing on uh, Netflix called uh pretend it's a city and I've watched one episode so far and I enjoyed it it's uh produced by Marty Marty Scorsese I call him Marty because uh, I don't know him. I have the the luxury of uh, referring to him as a. Uh, so like people are like, "Oh, Bobby De Niro." Really, Bobby? Can I call him Bobby? But Marty, I'd call him Mister Scorsese if I met him. I'll say this though. He's on this, uh, he's on this, uh, series with, uh, friend Leibowitz. All I ask for in this life 
somebody to laugh at, laugh at what I'm saying one time, the way Marty's laughing at Fran Lebowitz. I'll tell you, there's things she says on this thing. Look, she's very entertaining. I like her a lot. And what is that? What do I got a studio audience pumped in now? Hmm. Keep it down. God forbid anybody not know, not pay attention. No. And I want to say this also. When I brought up last week, was I a crab apple? No, no, let me finish. So if I had one, one, two, two times in my life for somebody to laugh at what I'm saying the way Martin Scorsese laughs at these throwaway lines that friend Leibowitz is like saying, where she's like, uh, he's like, so you ever, uh, yeah, yeah. You like the M&M store? And she's like, I hate the M&M store. <laughs> oh my God. Take it easy, Marty. Ain't heard no jokes in your life before. You know, other people like, and she, I look, I, I love friendly boys, but, uh, Warren Scorsese losing his shirt over there. Couldn't hold it together. <laughs> it's like, where she'll just say a thing where she's like, I'd rather, uh, she'll say just something like, I'd rather walk down the street with a, a bag of, uh, a, a, a garbage bag strapped my back than take the, than take the E downtown. <laughs> One time, give me somebody to laugh. Actually, that caller last week laughed like that with, uh, with me. And I did like it, but it, uh, but it made me, uh, made me a little uncomfortable also. I do want to say last week, last week, I brought up this crab apple concept and I got flagged by my double threat partner, Julie Klausner, she flagged me. She heard this. I said, on a scale of one to ten, how much of a crab apple am I? And then Dudia goes, oh, you're like a one. And then Julie was like, oh, give me a break. A one or a two. I don't think I, I rated you that low. Did I think I? you said a two. I think you I said, said a two. two. Yeah, you're like, you're not a crab apple. <laughs> I do not remember that. I must have blacked out. And Julie was like, hey, yeah, yeah. The guy, she, she flagged it and she said, she said, uh, Dudio and Pat were both like, you're not a crab apple. <laughs> what, what, just the shake, just the shaky voice as we say it. I, I you're said not you a were, crab apple. I said that at times you were a six. Okay. Look, Pat. I'm not the one going after you guys. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying what Julie, Julie, Julie double threat Klausner wow. said. Cause then Brett came on and Brett said, and Brett, well, Brett's yeah. like, you're a, an eight and you should be proud of it is what he said. And you should be proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. But see, you have to see Brett. You don't see us. So <laughs> you could, you could easily cut us out. So that's why you I, get. I, 
I also had the advantage of going third, so I could kind of, you know, see how the field was playing. See? And then, Your price is really right. Unfair. Your price is right at it. Your price yeah. is right yeah. at it. Yeah. After you said not to price is right at The first one yeah. who says the number loses, right? That's how it goes in any negotiation. Yeah. First person to throw out a, first person to throw out a number loses. That's why I'll say this also. You're ever in a situation. And also I want to say this. I looked into this karate robe thing, the karate belt. I'm buying black belts and I'm just going to wear them all the time. I'm just going to go around wearing a karate, a karate bathrobe all the time with a black belt. And I think I might even put little orange stripes on it and people go, what's that? I'll go, eh, yeah, you don't know what this is. Oh, okay. Hey, what's a, they're like, I thought there was a, there's something more than a black belt. I'm like, oh, you don't know what a black karate belt with orange stripes is. Yeah. You, you best be, uh, stepping because I might break off some karate on you right now. And then I'll just do a karate flip, but I'll make like I'm doing a karate flip, but they'll be running. So they won't see. Then I make like I did it because they're like behind me. They're not looking and I go like, oh, I never did a double flip. I'll say something like that. I just make like I landed like, whoo. Um, yeah. So I'm going to get those. I'm going to get those karate, uh, bath, bath robes. And uh, some black belts. But yeah, any you're ever in any situation and somebody goes, for a thousand dollars, would you eat a pancake from the bottom of a dumpster? You go, no. All right, for 5,000, would you do it? No. Okay, 10,000? No. No. Yeah, I said no. All right, twenty five thousand. You say no because you know why? Because nobody's got nobody's actually breaking open a suitcase full of money to make you do it. Why not have some principles? Why not have some principles? That's what I say. Well, you got to you got to you got to fold. And look, I'm looking at Twitter right now. Somebody sent the two Muppets. Ugh. I want to say this about those those old man Muppets. They're always moaning about how bad the Muppet Show is. First of all, they're right. That's the one thing. They're completely correct. Muppet Show is terrible, and they're rightfully judging it. Second, but, but secondly, though, why are you there? Go see a different show. You don't get it by now? You don't realize this Muppet show sucks? These jokes are so old. <laughs> Leave. And look, some people aren't getting it. They're sending pictures of Muppets. And also this Muppet thing. There's big news. This Muppet community. I've never seen a more beaten down community than this Muppet community. They tweeted a thing. Hey, Muppet fans, uh, big announcement coming. And then these Muppet fans are on the edge of their seat for a week. What's the big announcement? Can't wait for the big announcement for Muppets. What's going to be the big Muppet announcement? And you know what the big Muppet announcement was? Yeah, we're putting the Muppet show on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, 
Whoa, really? So you own the Muppets and you're dropping it on to the garbage dump of a, of a site where you just, you have the computer wore tennis shoes on there. I can watch the cat from outer space. All these bad, like Disney live action movies are already up there and they're like, Hey, great news. We're putting the Muppet show on Disney plus. Why wasn't it there already? But these Muppet fans are like, thank you, thank you, Muppets, thank you, we appreciate it, thank you, kindly Muppet overlords. Your generosity knows no bounds. I tell you, these Muppets, these Muppet fans, they're beaten down. They're beaten down. So yeah, I'm not looking for no Muppets on this list. I'm not looking. Somebody sent a picture of Greg Ginn. Now, Greg Ginn's not a crab apple. It's a certain kind of person is a crab apple. Who's a crab apple to you, uh, Dudio? See, uh, Pete Townsend. Yeah, I don't know. Alex Chilton. Mm. Neil Young. You know, you know, Young's a crab apple. He's like moaning about this, moaning about that. Yeah, that's a crab apple. What number? 43. 43. Neil Young. Yeah. But and you have a running, you have a, t- you have a thing here where we can all, we can all look at it. We can all see it. Yep. Where is and it? And I'll Why pop can't... it in the, I'll pop it in the chat too, uh, from time to time. Why can't I see it? You you texted it to me, right? Yeah, if you uh, I texted you a link. Yeah. If you click on that, it should open in in notes, and then you'll see. Okay, thanks. All right, I'll check that out. <laughs> Can you email it to me, please? I'll email it to you too. Please, yeah, please. It would be very kind. I would appreciate I'll, it. I'll kind. put it in an email. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Please. Thank you. I sound like a Muppet fan here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And that last Muppet thing, people say I'm going after the Muppets. Like I, you know who goes, you know who hates Muppets more than the, than me is the people making Muppet stuff. They're the ones hurting the brand more than I am. I could say any, look, and secondly, they caught a bunch of Muppets at the Capitol. You all know that. There were a bunch of Muppets. I remember seeing, uh, 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 uh what's his name? Ziegfeld. The one with the the nose, the crooked nose. What's that one? Who likes chickens? Gonzo. Gonzo. He was at the he was at the Capitol. He was saying, "This is our house now." It's very troubling. And then, um, the one that eagle guy. What's the eagle's name? Sam the Eagle. Sam the Eagle. Yeah, so what they think of that one on the car ride over? Sam the Eagle. What are we going to call that eagle we created? They park. I don't know, Sam the Eagle. Yeah, that's good. Then they get out of the car and walk into the office. That's some first thought business going on there. He was in the Capitol. He was, I remember seeing him uh, on top of a statue. I'll say this about this. 
look, every one of these people should be rounded, rounded up and, and uh, launched into space for that. But I do want to ask this. This is supposed to be like an office building, right? The Capitol? This was just like doing work there. It looked like the Vatican in there. They got a little hall of statues in there? I don't know. Sick. It's sick. And sad. You think any Muppets are going to get a last-minute pardon from Trump? Any chance? Maybe animal. Yeah. I think they pardon animal. And then um, that other Muppet, Walter. And then they also pardon the uh, Ahmed, the terrorist. That's my, that's the, the only Muppet I like is, uh, is when Jeff Dunham does a Muppet. Those are the Muppets I like. When Jeff Dunham is like doing, uh, Ahmed the dead terrorist. Who else? What are his other Muppets? He is Walter. Does he have like a, like a racist? Of course he's a right one. There's one that's like, like a, like a, is it like a jumping bean or something? Peanut? No, not peanut. Peanut is offensive for different reasons. <laughs> no, there I was, see, it, I see Walter, mm-hmm. Bubba J, Peanut, Jose Jalapeno on a oh, stick. Well, that's the one I'm thinking of. Okay. Jose Jalapeno on a stick. Was he leading a hate rally with that? I think I saw that on a sign at the Capitol. Somebody just wrote Jose Jalapeno on a stick. The pandemic did a lot of damage to a lot of businesses. One business it did not do damage to is the flag-making business. A lot of variant flags going on out there. U.S. flag with Trump riding a motorcycle down the middle of it. When's the last time you think that guy? You think he was ever on a motorcycle? Think Trump was ever riding a motorcycle around? Like as if he could like tell the difference between motorcycles. Like this one's got, this one's got great, great uh, kick to it. But every one of those pictures they show him, he looks like he's thirty-five years old, and he's like. Riding a motorcycle with no helmet. So who do we got on the list? Neil Young. Neil Young's the only one so far. Mm-hmm. Harrison pa- Ford. Harrison Ford should be on the list. Well, we have any good calls? We have a few, yes. A few, not full phones though, huh? Full phones as of me hanging up the phone right now. No, how about that? Sir, please hold. And I want to say this to Tavy. I'm not going after the Muppets. I'm looking on Twitter and, and uh, Tavy's given saying this is Muppet slander. Stop talking about my Muppet overlords like that. Great news, Muppet fans. We have a big announcement. 
The Muppet Show will contain the opening credits. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Muppets. And you know how you got this Baby Yoda, right? And everybody loves Baby Yoda. I love Baby Yoda. I watch Mandalorian as I, I do everything. Every time I see Baby Yoda, I, I can't handle it. But man, what must go on between a baby Yoda and a full Yoda? Cause Yoda is gross and is everybody's least favorite character in all of Star Wars, right? Baby Yoda's everyone's favorite character. Those Yodas, they, they turn at some point. What turn, what turns in a Yoda to make them so repulsive? Cause you see Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is the cutest, cutest thing you ever saw in your life. You can't handle it. Then you see the regular Yoda and you're just like, ugh, get this, get this snooze away from me. Boring, blowhard. The only way Yoda could be more annoying is if like he, uh, was like a, like a record collector or, uh, or like a new, a new weed enthusiast who talks about just like strains of weed and like an expert when it's just like, Oh, didn't you wait? Didn't you used to hate weed like a year ago? Now you're lecturing me about it. Yeah. But something happens with these Yodas. I hope they explore that in this, uh, Star Wars world. Hi everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel and Doug is back from down under. Goodbye. Goodbye. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Give me a good call, Pat. Please. Hello. Hello, Best Show. Hi. Hey, Tom. This is Jonah from Elgin, Illinois. Jonah? From Elgin, Illinois. Jonah, 10 out of 10. Jonah, 10 out of 10, because that's what you did on a previous call. <laughs> you're 10 out yep. of 10. Thank you. And you're from Elg- Elginton, Illinois. <laughs> yeah. Which is where now? It's 45 minutes northwest of Chicago. And you go in, and what do you go in? You go and you watch a, a White Sox game. Are you a White Sox fan or a Cubs fan? <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a baseball fan. I, I I hate the Cubs, so but I don't love the Sox. So you just don't like baseball. I don't like baseball, but I particularly dislike the Cubs. 
Sure. And is that because you just like Cubs fans? You got it, buddy. Yep. They're weird fetishizing of being <laughs> losers. <laughs> yep. Their whole identity tied to never winning. And then they finally <laughs> win and it didn't fix anything. Nope. You got it. You nailed it, as always. So you don't like that? You don't like them? I mean, you, you hate that vine, right? All that vine all over that wall? Stadium's nice. It's just when you go there, nobody's watching the game. They just get up and down. They talk loudly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's boring. It's baseball. Yeah. It's boring. They, they, they. I'll say this. I'll say this. <laughs> baseball is the dumbest sport that ever existed. <laughs> you know why? Because they'll just imagine there's a sport. Imagine if you were just like into basketball, for example, which is the best sport. Everybody knows. Well, not college basketball, but the NBA. Um, imagine if it's like, oh, well, this NBA court, the rim is is 12 feet high. And it kind of the baseline is in a straight line, but it kind of points out like a triangle. You're like. Why? Shouldn't this all be uniform? They're like, no, each, each basketball court has its own personality. And then you're going down, you're dribbling down the floor, and suddenly the ball, you dribble through a patch of grass all of a sudden. You're like, wait, why is there, why is there a patch of grass on the field? Oh, that's always been there. That's the personality. And then you get certain things where it's like, oh, this guy hits a lot of home runs because he plays in a, a field where the wall is 50 feet closer than the other stadiums. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, well, this is a, a hitter-friendly park. <laughs> Imagine it's just like you go to an NBA thing and then there's one one court has like a staircase next to the basket. Right or a ladder? <laughs> oh no, it's a it's a basket friendly court. <laughs> Between that, well, thank you for laughing. You're laughing now, and now I know how Fran Lebowitz feels. Now I know how Fran Lebowitz feels, and boy, it is good. All right, well, that that just upset me. That was fake. Was that fake? It was not. No. That's really you laughing? Yes. You you are truly my favorite caller ever. (laughs) And your name again is what? Clark? Jonah. Jonah. Jonah, like Jonah and the whale, yeah. Sure. Who are your favorite Jonas? Uh, Ray? You like Ray? Isn't there a Jonah and F'd up? There is. There is a Jonah and F'd up. Yeah, amazing drummer. Governor? Young governor, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He's, he's asked me my inter- my number one favorite. Yeah, for sure in music that I know of. I can't think of many others, but for sure. Jonah Hill, not so much. Not, not Jonah Hill. What about poor old Jonah Ray? He's funny. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. a thief, but he's funny. He stole my beer. <laughs> Remember? 33 years ago? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might have to let go of that one. 
I will say, <sighs> the late great Neil Mahoney, who who passed away a week or so ago, mm. friends with Jonah, love Jonah, Jonah's sweetheart, Neil's sweetheart. When Jonah was on talking about how he didn't steal my beer, Neil immediately went and dug up clips of Jonah 15 years earlier saying, my name's Jonah Ray and I haven't paid for a drink in four years. And I'll tell you how to like steal drinks. He dug up a clip. He sent that to me within 30 seconds. <laughs> Neil Mahoney, rest in peace. Absolutely. So, yeah, so. That's what sucks about baseball. Imagine like football. It's like, oh, this field has a, a slope on it and it rolls down and then goes back up or like hockey. And it's like, oh no, part of the, part of the, part of the, of the rink is, is not frozen for this part. Cause that's what we do. It's character. <laughs> uniform. You make me commissioner of baseball uniform. <laughs> I'll make the fields uniform, and the thing I will make not uniform, the managers will not dress up like their players. <laughs> when you see Tommy Lasorda, rest in peace, seventy-five-year-old man dressed in a in a, it's like he's out trick or treating with his grandchildren. Like, yeah, I decided to be a ball player and go out with the kids. They wanted to dress like ball players, so I did too. That's what he looks like. Can't wear a nice, can't wear a nice, uh, shirt and pants. <laughs> you you want to see, uh, you know, the coaches on the NBA on the sidelines with, with jerseys and shorts yeah. on? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm supposed to go see, go to a game and suddenly I see, I'm supposed to go see Tom Thibodeau wearing a, a Walt <laughs> Frazier uniform, like a throwback jersey. What if they made them only wear the 70 shorts, though? Like, all the coaches differentiated because they got they had to wear the 70 shorts. Yeah. They have to wear shorts from whatever era they loved <laughs> basketball in. <laughs> so I got to see Tom Thibodeau dressed like uh, John Stockton <laughs> on the sideline. Oh, I love it. Jonah, you laugh at you. You literally just had to compose yourself. You laugh so much. <laughs> and you are loud. You are been, no, there's been times like when I could still ride public transit when I would feel embarrassed because I'd be laughing so hard to myself in public listening to the show. It was one of those things where I'd feel self-conscious. I'd be laughing so hard in the L train. Uh, well, the well that's very kind of you. Now, I'll say this. I never had, I never had a no tickle me Elmo. Now I know what it's like. Now I know what it's like to have a tickle me Elmo. You're la you're laughing like a tickle me Elmo. <laughs> uh, you crack me up, Tom. That's, that's for sure. Mike, you hear this guy laughing? Yeah, he's laughing, having a good time. He's having a good time. <laughs> having a party. You have a little party, a party for one. Yeah, party for uh, one. Tuesday nights. Yeah. Yeah. So we got, uh, we, so you're, so what do you got for me, Jonah? You got anything? Okay. So I haven't been able to listen to the show. Has anyone said Michael Jordan yet? Yeah, he's not a crab apple though. He's just a douche. Okay. Then what about, this is a classic. What about Van Morrison? Van Morrison 
Van Morrison is Van Morrison a crab apple or does he cross the line past crab apple? I don't know. I mean, I think it's, sometimes you can just be kind of crabby and sometimes you can go the extreme. I feel like he's, he's pretty crabby. I would argue it's pretty crabby. Yeah. Let's put Van Morrison. Dudio. Yeah. He's a what crab about? apple. I think so. I think he's definitely top 10. Let's put him at 10. 10. Really? Yeah, wow. Yeah. Hey, Jonah, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What would you rank, Tom, 1 to 10 uh, crab apple? Uh, here we go. See, I, I wouldn't say he's a crab apple. This is, this is performative. I, but, well, to a certain degree, it's performative, but also I wouldn't say he's a crab apple. I, I mean, I can just, I am so much in line with him temperamentally in terms of, uh, you know, just understanding those who have justifiably uh, hurt me and then, um, you know, keeping them in the proper place. You know, so God, I, I, God, I, God I, love I, you. God love you, Jonah. But you're in the tank. Uh, you're in the See, tank. I, I think that proved my case. I, I should look better to Julie now. Correct? <laughs> no, I don't know. He's this guy's in the tank. I can't. I can't. I can't abide by. I look. I, I love this guy, Jonah. But uh, I got to say, he's not exactly a partial observer for the show now. That laughing. He's, he's laughing it up. I mean, again, it's like, it's like, uh, now I know how Fran Lebowitz felt when Marty would, when, when he'd be like, uh, he'd be like, uh, what's your favorite spot? What's your favorite pizza place in New York? And then she just goes, uh, I'll tell you which one it isn't. Sabaro's. <laughs> You ever eat it that Sabaros outside of Madison Square Garden? It's like cardboard with sauce on it. <laughs> Your sweetheart, Jonah. Still ten. It's still ten out of ten for you, buddy. Still ten out of ten. Just quickly, since Mike was on, I gotta say, since I zoom sometimes from my room, everyone asked him. He's always always pictures over my bed. Everyone asked about Mike. Because I have this portrait of this man over my bed every time I zoom. Wait, what, so what is your room? What, what do you got? What do you? What are you? Are you running a bus station there? You got people coming through. Everybody, <laughs> no, who, everybody zoom. who comes through your bedroom wants to know about the picture of Mike over your bed. I'm zooming from my bedroom. I'm doing like zoom. Oh, on Zoom. Okay. Sure. Yeah. How do you explain it? I say he's. The associate producer of my favorite uh, radio show. Okay. Yeah. He's a, he's a, an associate producer. <laughs> Pardon me. You didn't hear it. You didn't hear Pat got bumped up to AP. It's AP Pat. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> How does Mike feel about that? Took him long enough. Like you... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> When's this pardon list come out? I want to review this pardon list. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, that's not even a joke. Now you're now you make me doubt the whole endeavor, Jonah. I want to see the pardon list. <laughs> now it's now I feel like it's uh now I feel like it's like like uh I feel like it's uh Cape Fear and you're watching uh you're in the movie theater watching Problem Child. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,
Imagine how John Ritter felt when he heard, hey, uh, they're going to show part of Problem Child in, uh, in, uh, this new Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro movie. It'll be playing in a movie theater. Oh, wow. That's, and he goes and sees it. And basically the message they're sending is this guy is so deranged that he thinks the movie Problem Child is funny is the message. Like if you weren't sure that this guy with, with tattoos on his finger, on his knuckles, what did he have tattooed on his head? Love and hate, right? He had that tattooed on his, on his knuckles. And then, um, as if that wasn't enough or him just like mutilating Ileana Douglas or just attacking the family and all this horror. So we'll make sure you realize how demented this guy is by that he laughs at this lousy, uh, John Ritter movie. And people are like, boy, this guy's real. This guy's, this guy's unhinged. He, he thought. Well, what makes you think he's unhinged? Well, the first thing is he laughed at Problem Child. Oh, and then he also systematically uh, attacked a family. <laughs> As if, like, the menace wasn't there enough that they just, like, like when he's, like, with Juliette Lewis in one of the creepiest scenes that's ever been in any movie ever. The reason, part of the reason why that scene is so creepy is because you're just like, oh, that's the guy who laughed at Problem Child in this scene. Anything's possible. <laughs> uh, you're, 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 thank you, Jonah. You're, you're a champ. You're a thank champ, you, sir. Jonah. Have a good night. Have a good night, sir. You have a grand evening. Pat, any other calls? Tons of calls. Tons of calls. Would you say full phones? Well, we just hung up a line, and now there's someone calling in, so it's about to be full phones again. See, this is a good one. Neil on Twitter says, Winnebago man. That's a good crab apple. Remember remember that? That was great. Because he was just mad about that. When he was given a, a, he was doing a video of that, uh, of that, uh, that Winnebago he's trying to get you to, to, to set, to buy. And then like the, do the cabinet door won't slam. He starts cursing like crazy. Is he a, is that a crab apple though? Or is that just an angry? There's a difference between a crab apple and somebody who has anger management issues. If that's the I'm, case, I don't know if Van Morrison belongs. Yeah, but Van Morrison's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, Michael Love is not a crab apple. He's a douche. Yeah. Willie from ALF. Is he a crab apple? No, he's stressed out. He's got, he's got ALF is messing with him. ALF's pushed him to the point of madness. Alf? Hey, Willie! I ate all the peanut butter! You gotta go get more peanut butter from the store! Alf? 
I wanted to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich when I got home from work. Well, then you better get some jelly also. I ate that too. Alf. Yeah. I think we're ready for the Alf reboot with that voice. Thank you. Oh, look. You got some people saying they're going to be Alf, right? I remember, wasn't Chris Gethard lobbying to play Alf? He said, he's no one. Look, I love Chris Gethard. You're not Alf. You're Willie. I'm Alf. Right? You are correct. He ain't Alf. Look, I I, I love Chris Gethard to death. He ain't no Alf. I think he could still play the son, to be honest. He could play anybody on the thing, but not Alf. I'm Alf. Hey, Willie. Imagine Alf at the UCB theater, right? Just imagine it. I don't have anything else. Just imagine it. (laughs) No. Imagine Alf and his improv team. (laughs) One word suggestion. Yeah. We're going to need a suggestion. Somebody goes, Willie. Great suggestion. <laughs> I don't think Alf would be a very good improviser. I don't think he would. I think Alf would be. Alf's more of a. Uh, Alf's more of a. Uh, of a. Uh, Alf's not a. Alf's not a Second City IO uh, UCB guy. Alf's more of a. Uh, uh, like a, uh, a groundling. Alf would fit in perfectly at the Groundlings Theater. Kind of going for it. Just grabbing his. Greg Popovich. Now there's, that's a crab apple. Thank you. NBA, legendary NBA coach who hates sideline interviews. That's a crab apple. Brayett, you agree? That was actually mine. I'm not kidding. That was uh, that was the one I was sitting on. I, I, I think Popovich is the uh, is the primo crab apple. Number six. Number six. Gotta throw in Bill Belichick now. I'd like to throw him in. <laughs> you let me finish. What would I throw him in? Not a wood chipper. I throw him. I throw him in like a little like a little uh, diving bell. Just send him to the bottom of the ocean. How about like, here's the best of Greg Popovich. Let's listen to this. Sometimes No, I don't want to do a commercial for Vibo. What's I ain't got Vibo? no some house rental thing. What is that? VRBO? VRBO. Verbo. Verbo. Yeah, I think that's how they say it. Uh, back to basketball and talk a bit about Greg Popovich. Went to the Air Force Academy uh, in his senior year, was the team captain and their leading scorer. And, of course, as an NBA head coach, in his 15 full seasons with the Spurs, they've made the playoffs every year, four championships. And he has become, and always really has been, one of the most quotable coaches in the NBA, even if he's not trying to be. Here's some best of Coach Popovich. I want some nasty. I'm blind. 
see the court. I can't see the court. Right, that's, well, now let me go to a sideline interview. Down? Hold on. How can we go? Here's sideline interview. that professional in a suit that looks like that. Well, I know you didn't get my sleep last night. You're just trying to write things up. You guys not seeing the color correctly. Well, Coach, no Tony Parker, your floor leader tonight. Looks like you're struggling to score just 18 points. <laughs> Thank you very much. And he reached in, in Craig Sager, the late great Craig Sager's pocket and pulled out his kerchief and wiped his face on it. Greg Popovich, that's a that's a heavy hitter of a crab apple. Can you send me that link, Dudio, please? Yeah, I, I uh, did it not go through? Uh, it did not go through. I'll send it again right now. Tell you, I don't know what this guy's deal is. I don't know. I don't get it. Try and just do a show. He's mad because because uh, he got flagged on that, uh, giving me a two on the crab apple chart. This is the pushback. I'll just keep telling you that I sent it, but I never send it. Ah, never went through. Weird, Tom. I sent it. I sent it. You didn't get it? I just sent it two times. He's got two GPSs going. Oh. <laughs> Paul Westerberg is a pretty good crab apple. Right? Yeah. He's on my list. 14? I don't know. I don't think he beats Neil Young. Okay, so 44? I think he's more of a depressive. Yeah. Mike, you might be right. Uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, he's more of a misanthrope. There's a difference between a, a misanthrope and a nihilist and a good old-fashioned crab apple. Right? Yeah, like, crab, yeah, crab apple's more aggrieved, you know? It's like they, mm-hmm. you know, they're angry. Like you said, there's anger in there. Yeah. Um, but you didn't think Bill Belichick qualifies? Yeah, he is a crab up. You're right. 22. 22. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't see it on the list. I, I would love to see the list with him on it. Boy, oh, boy, would I love to see that. Well, apparently, uh, Dudio's taking a scenic route. Did you, did you not get the latest link? No, it just showed up. Okay. Just showed up. I sent it. Guy's taking a tour. Are you checking? You just looking out the window, looking at the scenery. I just sent you a link, and it's just a middle finger. No, that wouldn't surprise me. Brett, who do you think of the of of Pat, Mike, and Jason actually hates me the most? <laughs> you know, I think um, like stripped all away, like a deep down. Deep down. Look, I, I'm going to get in trouble for this, but if you, there might, I think there's an inverse relationship between like enthusiasm and then oh. like enmity. And then in that case, I would oh. give it, I would give it to, I think Jason might harbor the, the darkest, the darkest <laughs> wow. feelings for you. I don't oh. like this. I don't like this one bit. I disagree. I disagree. I'm sorry, Jason. I'm sorry. I disagree. I think all, I think all three love me equally. You just did the, uh, that was a setup. Yeah. You did the negotiation <laughs> thing to me. First answer, yeah. wrong answer. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm going to have a weird thing with Brett for quite a while oh. here. <laughs> yeah. So, Cause I'm not going to let it go. It was already no. there. It was already. All right, give me another call. Give me another call. Thank you. Thank you, Brett. 
Willie. Man, me and Gethard should work up a, a, an Alf Willie presentation, and then we could at least start shopping that around. Can somebody ask Gethard if he thinks he's Alf in the Alf reboot? Can somebody seriously? Can somebody who knows Gethard reach out to him? And Chris Gethard, not Craig Gethard, who I'm. Never heard a peep back from that guy. Hey, would you help me call out this senator? He's, he's publicly shaming me like that. Hey, would you help me call out this senator? Doesn't ask his own brother. His own brother, his brother's got a million and a half followers. He's not hitting him up. All right. show. hi. Hi, Tom. How's it going? Good, good. To whom am I speaking? This is Mike in Minneapolis. Mike in Minneapolis. Now this is a good caller. This this is a good caller. Oh gosh, thank you. Mike is the is the pardon list out yet? Uh, I I haven't heard anything about myself. I don't know if my donation was big enough. But uh, oh, you're I, looking to get pardoned? <laughs> I am. Well, who do you think the weirdest person that's going to be on this pardon list is? I would have to say, you know, I'd lean towards a, a rapper or some, you know, like Little Wayne or something. Well, the word is Little Wayne is on the pardon list. That's already yeah. people have already said that. And I did see. I was looking at there's a list supposedly of Vegas odds, and uh, Ray Noggin, the former mayor of New Orleans, I think mm-hmm. that one struck me as odd. I okay, uh, but I mean not. Strange, odd, but just an mm-hmm. an odd, odd addition to the list. Do you think there's any chance he'll pardon like Hulk Hogan or some like thing, like some <laughs> weird, like some like what's the like? The, I think that there's got to be one like really weird one that ties back to like like to like his celebrity apprentice days or something. Like he'll pardon like is the. Oh, Tom Green. The, the guy who played Uncle Eddie in the vacation movies, has, has he been Ran, convicted of Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid, I could picture Randy Quaid being on that pardon list. <laughs> what he should do, this is what he should do, he should pardon uh, Biden. He should pardon him, and then people go, ooh, why did he get pardoned? <laughs> right? Right. And then he could appear magnanimous and, uh. Yeah, but then he leaves like a question mark behind. Right. Do you think Rudy gets pardoned? I, if he's, if he's brought in enough money, I mean, to be cynical about it. But which Rudy? Which Rudy? Do you think Rudy, <laughs> the, the, kid the football, the football, the football loser or the, uh, <laughs> Does the football loser Rudy get pardoned, or the or the guy with the who's s- sweating out his insides? <laughs> I I could see the 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 football kid being pardoned by mistake. I think there's a chance, an outside chance, that he pardons. Like, do you think like Louis C.K. gets pardoned? Oh yeah. Anybody else on the comedy scene gets pardoned? Chris D'Elia. Right. Legion of Skanks. 
What if yeah, he just pardons a legion of skanks? <laughs> Across the board. Yeah. Just pardons legion of skanks, Opie and Anthony. <laughs> right? Ryan Adams. Ryan Adams. Um, who Anyone else? Who? Don Adams. Yeah. Oh, God. There's so what do you got guy. for me? What do you got for me, Mike? Well, I have one for the topic, but I wanted. To, I was wondering if I could ask you a question first. Of course you can. What do you think Dave Grohl's reaction to being invited to perform for the inauguration was? What do I think his reaction was? I think he's like, oh, yeah, of course. You kidding? Of course, <laughs> Joe Biden is a huge influence on me. Of course, I wouldn't be where I was without Joe Biden. You effing kidding me? <laughs> Did I give you what you wanted? Tom, that was exactly. Man, I'm getting a lot of game. I, I was saying I didn't get nobody laughing the way uh, the way uh, uh, Marty laughs at Fran Leibowitz tonight. I just got a bunch of gigglers tonight. You think I'm in Death Wish Three with all these gigglers going around? You think this is Death Wish Three with the gigglers? They shot the giggler. They shot the giggler. Harvey Picar is a good one. Jason uh, Woodbury from Aquarium Drunkard, a great. And I want to say this: Aquarium Drunkard. You want some good music? You check out Aquarium Drunkard. They got their they got their biz sorted. There's more William Ariel. Tyler over there that you could shake a stick at. Ariel Pink was definitely going for a pardon, angling for one going on. Uh, I bet you he pardons Ariel Pink. <laughs> I'd like to pardon the Legion of Skanks. And Ariel Pink. <laughs> and everyone from Creek and Cave. Do you think he party, what, I think he, do you think Patrick Contour from George Lucas Talk Show gets pardoned? That, that one's kind of on the edge, I think. At the, you tax know, I fraud. Think even, even Trump has his limits. Mm -hmm. Where do you think Harvey Pekar? Harvey Pekar, let's put him at 19. Got it. Yeah. You do got it. There it is. I see it on the list. Look at that. That's what happens when you got teamwork going. He types the list. I see it show right up. Scott Bayo, does he part Scott Bayo? Oh no, this is a good one. East West, who's a who's a very funny uh guy, just said Steve Ranazisi. I think he parties, uh, pardons Steve Ranazisi. Pete Davidson. 9-11 crimes. I'm putting Pete, I pardon Pete Davidson. Like, why though? Why would you pardon Pete Davidson? I'll say this about Pete Davidson. He's a good actor. Great actor. I think he's a good actor. I think he's a really good actor. Yeah. I think he's so much better than Saturday Night Live and should get out of there. I he should I'm run. A, I think he, he need, should I, run. He needs the structure. I will say he's a very nice dude, too. I will add that. Uh, see, there's the... <laughs> From oh, my personal what? experience with oh, him. Why do you know him? 
Wait, you've met him in real life? Many times. Yeah. Oh, many times. Okay. Yeah. I just watched King of Staten Island, and uh, I can full-heartedly agree on the acting part. It's a great Good movie. actor. Yeah. SNL might so. not be a good fit for him. Sometimes it's not a good fit for everybody. Who's this crab so. apple uh, somebody sent me? Becky Bart- Bartkowski. Is this is this you, Bets- Betsy? Uh, Becky? Becky just is putting her... Be- Becky's submitting herself for the crab apple. You know what? You're in at number 50. 50. <laughs> Becky Bartkowski. Be- Be- Becky Bartkowski. Becky, <laughs> you're number 50. I got to say, that picture, that's a crab apple. It's a, it's a, a picture uh, of uh, her as a kid making the face that that kid would be just like half scared of that kid, half like, oh, that kid bumps me out. And then she's making the same face as an adult. Welcome to the list, Becky. So what do you got for me, Mike? Well, I was I was thinking uh, Robert Pollard. Yeah, Robert Pollard's a crab apple. Just because even even after he did achieve success, he still just had this chip on his shoulder that yeah. Oh, I remember then, seeing I remember seeing Guided by Voices during their farewell tour before they because they 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 split up for a bunch of years and but they were doing the farewell shows and then he. Um, he was doing the New York show, this triumphant New York show, and then proceeded to just start ripping from the stage Connor Oberst <laughs> and all these people. And Connor Oberst was there. <laughs> so I will say, put him at 33. That makes sense because he put so many albums out. 33. Yeah, he's been I, I, so many times I've seen and heard him on bootlegs. Yeah, wherever he's at, just trashing the heroes. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Put him at 33. At like, like the aforementioned uh, Paul Westerberg. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Robert Pollard. And a crab apple can be a old sweetheart, too. That's the thing. You're on the, I think you're on the side of a crab apple. That might be one of the differences. A crab apple, you can kind of be like, oh, you're, you're, I, you're funny. You drive me a little nuts. You're a crab apple because you're always moaning, but you know, they, crab apples oftentimes know where the line is and they, they know when their acts wearing thin. That's the difference yeah. with a crab apple. Crab apples know they're crab. Crab apples know they're being crab apples. All right. Get one, Mike. Thanks, Tom. Hey, you're welcome. Have a grand evening. Best show. Give me another one, please. All of these. What was that? Sorry. My name's Tony from Cleveland. Tony from Cleveland. That's me. Tony, what's going on in Cleveland tonight? Not a lot. Um, because of COVID, but me and my girlfriend are here. We got some pizza, and I got a list for how is Cleveland pizza? Because Chicago pizza ain't so hot. Yeah, I like Cleveland pizza. There's a place called Il Rioni. Very good. 
I went into the kitchen of a Chicago pizza place and then I saw the secret workings uh, in the thing. And that it turns out what they're doing is they take like a little go kart tire and they put sauce on it. <laughs> yeah, I it's just cheese and sauce on top of a go kart tire. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't eat that. That sounds terrible. So, Tony, what's your, what's Cleveland pizza like? Because also, Kansas City pizza is the weirdest thing I ever heard. Our friend Joe Firestone is always hyping this Kansas City pizza, and she it's just like, oh, what is it? It's like, oh, well, it's got it's got mayonnaise and like cream cheese on it, and you're like, who? Yeah, that sounds terrible. And she's like, no, that's the best pizza. Cream cheese on a pizza sounds really awful. Yeah, sure does, right? Yeah, I don't want any of that. So, to, so again, tell me this Cleveland pizza is what now? So, I, it's like a, a thin crust, sort of a Neapolitan style. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a white pizza that we got. It's got garlic. Uh, so of course, well, it's Cleveland. Of course, you got a white pizza. It's Ohio. That's how you guys roll out there, right? <laughs> Do we? I don't know. Are we known for white pizza? No, you're known for you're known for promoting white. <laughs> you're known for liking a lot of things white. Okay, all right, all right. Burnt, you burnt. <laughs> you got me. Who's your oh, Who's your Cleveland hero? Who's your Cleveland hero? Drew Carey. Well, my <laughs> no, my Cleveland hero is going to be the first mention on my crab apple list. Johnny Bench. No, no, come on. He's Cincinnati, I think. Who is it? Who is it? Harvey Picar. Yeah, I was saying Harvey Picar before, but now you're making me bring it home. Yeah, Harvey Picar is at 19 on the list, buddy. Oh, he is? Yeah, we just put him on. Okay, 19. Good. I got I got a few others I can mention, non-Cleveland. From American, Harvey Picar from American Splendor, the guy who did the 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 comics that brought home real life. And the thing, very talented, very talented. Yeah, love, love old hearts. The old stuff. He ran out of stories at a point. So many of these, so many of these storytellers run out of stories, <laughs> right? <laughs> I guess like you listen, fair. you listen to these David Sedaris things, right? And David Sedaris, like, I love David Sedaris so much, but then there's just this point where suddenly he's like, and then I bought a second beach house, and I did what? <laughs> Who's who's supposed to be hanging with this one? Ooh, did you hear he bought a second beach house? He bought it on a whim. Like you're listening to this thing. This guy just decided to buy a beach house on a whim. <laughs> yeah. What are you Unrelatable. Doing? Yeah. He's been doing it a while. He's been doing it a while, but he's a legend, Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's great. But uh, he, he ran he done ran out of stories. <laughs> Some of the stories involving his dad are so sweet, and his dad's like into his nineties now, which is just crazy. Yeah. No, I love it. I love, I love so much his stuff. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that. Well, the last thing was like a collection of best of, so I didn't even pick it up. And that's kind of another sign, I guess, when you're kind of just done. When you're like, oh, here's a best of. You know how I approach it, Keith? Was it Keith? Right. It's Tony. Tony. Um. 
Every every bleeping thing I do is the greatest hits. <laughs> every agree, every bleeping thing I'm going for greatest hits status. I agree. And I know I got two strikes. It's like when you listen to one of these new pornographers albums and you're like, is this a greatest hits album? No, it's one of the realms. Right. Because they, they bring the hits. Yeah. Sure. So who else you got for me, Tony? All right. On the list of crab apples, I got, uh, how about Donald Duck? No. No? All right. Seems like a crab Donald apple. Donald Duck. Not... Yeah, he's a classic crab apple. Well, maybe Daffy Duck is a more of a crab apple. Okay. Wouldn't you say Daffy Duck is more of a crab apple than Donald Duck? I think Donald Duck's thing is kind of complaining or being bothered. Pat. Sir. Help me out here. Yeah, Donald, more- Donald Duck sucks. Thank you. <laughs> this Disney cartoons suck. Warner Brothers has it in the bag. Thank you. Pat gets it. I got that as a kid too. I mean, when just when seeing Bugs Bunny in his element and those characters making fun of Disney characters in that universe, I knew mm-hmm. okay, this is the right side to be on. As yeah. a kid. And now Daffy Duck conversely, Daffy Duck's a crab apple. Yeah. Big time. Is Bugs Bunny a crab apple? I was about to say, Bugs is kind of a crab apple himself. Yeah, I thought of him too. He's on the sweeter side, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't want to load this list with, I don't want to do what these Muppet fans do with their things where everything (laughs) suddenly becomes about Muppets. Tom, can I submit a few more then? Of course you can, Tony. How about Charles Grodin? Is he on the list? Charles Grodin's a good crab apple. Charles Grodin. Yeah, no, that's what I just said, Jason. Yeah. This is how the pattern goes. I say a thing. Jason affirms it. Yeah. I call Jason on it. Mike laughs. And then Brett's like, Jason's got a real problem. Oh, see, this is, this will never go away now. You could tell. That that bee is in Jason's bonnet till the end of time now. I'd say that Jason guy's got a real chip on his shoulder. 49, Jason Gore on the list. <laughs> Put it on. Put it on. It's going on. Wow. 49. <laughs> so you were saying what now, Tony? Oh, I got a couple more. Uh, now that, he, uh, he said Charles Grodin. What number? Charles did he Grodin. Do? Yeah, let's put Charles Grodin at. Uh, Charles Grodin goes at twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. I like you to see the list. Lou Reed yeah. on there. Lou Reed has to go on the crab apple list. Absolutely, Lou Reed's a top ten crab apple. Lou That's Reed goes right. at uh, four. Wow. Love it. I got two more, Tom, if you want to hear him. I do. How about Bill Belichick? Oh, Mike suggested it already. He's already on the list. Oh, okay, good. What about Sophia from the Golden Girls? No, not putting the Golden Girls on the list. All right, one more, one more. I don't get the whole Golden Girls. Look, I like Golden Girls just fine. Mm -hmm. I watch an episode of it. And then there's like a few good jokes in it, and then there's like a bunch of lousy jokes. It's like a sitcom. There's like 
Well, whatever. I, I get it. I get the appeal. I guess I do get the appeal. For its time, I think the joke ratio is funnier than most other major. Because I would also say, which, which one's Sophia? <laughs> She's the oldest one. She's Dorothy's the oldest mom. one. Yeah, but no, because because uh, no, this is what we're doing. You just you just look. You you you're cleaning up tonight, Tony. I'll say it. Tony 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 <laughs> has done it again. Um, because we're putting uh, uh, B. Arthur on the crab apple list. Ah, uh, she was on my. Okay, my brother said, "How about B. Arthur?" Of course, and I said, of no, course, she was. Fifteen for B. Arthur. Wow, very good. Oh, I well, thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> you on my list. All right, hang up on this what? guy. He's driving me nuts. Such a perfect day. Drank sangria in the park. And then maybe when it gets dark, we go home. The master. Guy did it. Guy did it. Sweet Lou. Sweet Jane? No, sweet Lou. I was listening to a Lou Reed interview. It was so good. This one guy was starting trouble with him, and then Lou just called him on it and pulled the plug. I was like, perhaps the interview or the music you put out is more a case of uh, I've suffered, now it's your turn. Like Meaning like his music just makes you suffer. And now Tavy's uh, in a rage right now because I guess I... Now he's going after the Golden Girls. Tavy, I don't know what to tell you. I like I, I like Golden Girls just fine. And now she's saying, as I said, look, nobody likes Porky Pig. Porky Pig's awful. Is he any worse than Mickey Mouse? Imagine your thing is called Mickey, because now Mickey Mouse is literally referred to when something's awful. Like, yeah, I went to some Mickey Mouse car like auto shop. Doesn't mean it was fun. Hi, it's me. No, it means my car don't work. All right. Who, well, you got another one for me, Pat? Yes. Live now. Best show, hi. How's it going, Tom? This is Jost from Manhattan. Colin Jost? Who? No, uh, Joseph from Manhattan. Oh, Joseph. I thought you said Jost. I was like, well, it's either Colin or it's uh, Casey. I'm sorry for the confusion there. No, that's okay. What do you got for me? What do you got for me, my friend, Joseph? Uh, I got a few suggestions for the list. Let's hear it. Okay, uh, number one is Strickland from the Back to the Future movies. Who is that? He's the, uh, the bald principal, uh. No, I'm not putting him my... on the list. Okay. Yeah, he's nowhere he... near the list. I thought you were going to say, hey, you, get your damn hands off of her. Uh, he was just more of a, well, I didn't see him. But I'm not. Neither of them. None, none, nobody from Back to the Future is on the list. 
Fair enough. Okay. Except uh, maybe Wendy Jo Sperber would make the list. Maybe yeah, she should make I guess the list. So she, uh, yeah, did have a problem with her uh, being an answering service for her brother, I guess. So what else you got for me, Joseph? Okay, second one I got is Bill Watterson. Bill Watterson? Who's that? The uh, creator of Calvin and Hobbes. No. Okay. Why, is he a crab? Uh, crab apple? Uh, kind of. I mean, he's one of those guys. He, uh, I don't think he really takes his fandom all the way. Well, not, not that he has to, but he seems to have... Uh, he doesn't seem like a very friendly guy. To, uh, and tries to stay away from his fans pretty much, which I can respect, but at the same time, he also is kind of crabby. Can you imagine those Calvin Hobbes fans, though, to be honest? Yeah, they are pretty fanatical. I can speak from experience, so maybe, you know, looking at that way. Is your question? Can I ask you about, remember the one time that Calvin uh, ate a candy bar? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I, he's like, I've done eight million of these things. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Charles Mingus, that. this is a good one here on Twitter. Somebody's saying Charles Mingus. Mike? Yeah, I guess a little, but I don't know, maybe more eccentric than crate. Uh... Sure, you might be right with that. Like, look, Walter Matthau, is that a crab apple? His persona. Man, that's a, yeah, that was his character in Odd mm-hmm. Couple. I think he's a crab apple. And I'm saying Eeyore oh. here. Eeyore is not going on the crab apple list. I had a meeting one time. Have I talked about the Eeyore thing? On the show? I certainly don't remember it. Okay. Mike? No, I don't, remember, no, I don't remember that. And I'm, I don't think I've ever heard of you. I had a meeting. I'm not going to get specific with who it was for. It was a work meeting, and it was about uh, being rehired on a job where there were some changes. And um, and I met with the, the, the new uh, showrunner of said show, and... I was there for a year and she was new and then, uh, we met and she just said, yeah, I'm picking up on a real Eeyore vibe from you. And that's when I was like, Oh, uh, oh, this is, this is like oxygen from Mike. <laughs> so weird. Like, I mean, it's weird. I don't know what I'd say if, if somebody said that to me, picking up on a real Eeyore vibe from you. <laughs> And then I said to her, yeah, thanks for, thanks for taking the time to meet. And then I was unemployed for a year. Cause that told me how the job was going to be. You can't work for somebody who says you got Eeyore vibe. Giving off an Eeyore vibe. I should have sued. I should have sued. Should have sued for $90 million. No. Nah. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie Sanders, crab apple. Yeah. Yeah. He's a crab apple. He's a crab apple. Bernie Sanders, put him at, put him at, uh, at seven. Please. Mike Francesa, is that a crab apple? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. 13 for Mike Francesa. 
Got to throw Larry David in there, right? Yeah, if you if you're gonna do Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put Larry. I'm, but I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna be a little punitive with this one because he leans. He's a little too proud of his crab apple status. Put him at 48. <laughs> right above Jason Gore. I'm gonna humble him. Yeah. He's one better than me. <laughs> yeah. Jason, since we're, since we're doing so many on a scale of one to tens, mm-hmm. on a scale of one to ten, how irked at Brett are you right now? Ooh, I'm kind of hovering between like a uh, eight point five nine. <laughs> uh, now he finds the upper end of that uh, one to ten scale. He shows, yeah, Brett. Brett didn't think you were that you knew numbers that high. I think Brett thought you couldn't count past three. Yeah. Okay. This is good. Oh, this is going to be a... Whiffing. Not me, Jason. This is not me, Jason. Oh, I know. I know. Jason, I, I know you would you. never do something like this, Tom. No, no. I love you, Jason. Brett's got a lot of a lot of hate in his soul. Not a lot, but... I mean, from a scale of one to ten, I'd say at least an eight. Yeah. Oh, man. Brett was so quick with that, that <laughs> response. It was troubling. Brent's quick. I learned that from Delta Brent. All right. Caller. Jonathan, right? Jonathan? No, it was Joseph. Joseph. Got anything else for me? Yes, I had uh, one more for the list. Uh, The late Andy Rooney. Nah, he sucks. (laughs) That guy sucks. He'll want... Because he's like... He's too, like... I don't know. He was just too, he was reveling. He didn't, he didn't bring anything else to the table. Yeah, crab apple's got to bring a little bit out more to the table than just being a crab apple. They got to be charming on some level. Brother Theodore? Brother Theodore, well, he's Brother Theodore's like an old fashioned New York, uh, wackadoo. Like Letterman. A lot of people have said, is Letterman a crab apple? I think so. I would say yes. Yeah. Put him at uh, number 39. Eeyore vibes. Got about a real Eeyore vibe from you. Oh, great. Oh, and you control my financial future for a year? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So this is a case of whether I, uh, work this year, make, make a writer's guild minimum to keep the health insurance. Now this is how the boss feels about me already. I didn't say anything other than, Oh, okay. You know, by all means, you know, it's, yeah. Cause I'll say that. I'll say, I'll say this and you take this to the bank. I got, I grew up with no money, right? You got no money sometimes. I know what it's like you need enough to put some food on the table, keep a roof over your head, and keep your car insured. I ain't going to go work on some trash. I'll go grind it up somewhere else. I didn't get in this for money, and I'm not doing it for money. I like money? Oh, yeah, of course I do. I want as much of it I get my, my paws on. But not just for the money. 
Perishal. Bernie isn't a crab apple. He's just Jewish. This is how we are built. No, that's not true. I know plenty of chosen people can't be anywhere near this crab apple list. I think Perry's t-shirt might be a little too tight. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting off circulation. Because <laughs> Perry collects T-shirts. And this guy's got the greatest T-shirt collection going. Well, I will say, though, uh, I saw he was offering uh, $13,000 for an original homework as hazardous to my health shirt. Like, I got a little too much, a little too, a little too fast and loose with the cash. This list is coming together nicely. Pat, give me another call, please. Nobody's called up to pay tribute to Mr. Trump, huh? <laughs> Pat, anybody? I think you've got someone right now. Thank you, Mr. Yeah. Trump. Yeah, RJ from Philadelphia. Arcade from Philadelphia? RJ from Philadelphia. How are you, RJ? Uh, not too bad. How are you? I'm good. Okay, good. What do you, what, I, what I, do you got for me, RJ? I was going to suggest uh, Groton, but uh, Tony poached that out from under me yeah. uh, earlier. So in my hip pocket, I also have Dabney Coleman. Nah, he's a bully. Yeah. Crab, but, but, oh, crab apples have to be slightly uh, powerless. Well, also, like, he seems like he might be the kind of like a performative guy, like the uh, first guy called the uh, buddy tonight, like that brought that whole point up. So it's like, mm-hmm. thing of, like, does it, is it a thing where that becomes your whole shtick? You're like the kind of crab apple, or is it a thing where it's like you genuinely are dissatisfied with the world, like the, the Fran Leibowitz and whatnot? And speaking of which, Fran Leibowitz, let's just put her on the list. Number, uh, let's do three. Fran Leibowitz. Oh, and, and my wife and I—we were watching that uh, that uh, program with her and um, uh, Scorsese. We've been absolutely charmed by the way that Scorsese just laughs so genuinely at, yeah, like you say, every single thing she says. He's just mm-hmm. just yucking it up every single time she says anything. But there's something kind of nice about it in a weird way. I don't know. But then oh, I love it. I love like it. Every single line, it's like. Okay, we get it, but then also just nice hearing this older guy. Let me just say, hold on. If somebody said you gave off an Eeyore vibe, how would that make you feel? Oh, I, I, I think about it for for months and afterward. I, I, I analyze every single thing, every single interaction I have with anybody about that. I feel weird, like, oh, am I like that as a person? And I, I, I feel like I, I kind of creeped out by it. it. It's a terrible thing to say to somebody. Thank, thank you. You're you're sweet to say that. Well, no, it's not just that. It's just kind of like, why would you say that to somebody? It's, it's weird. Okay, it's I, weird I agree. Comment to make. Yeah. You'd it's, almost it's think true. you wanted to drive them away from the job. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll it's say this. Like, Mission hey, accomplished. Hey, I'm sorry. But I'll say this. I'll say this, though. I am for sale. Hmm? I am for sale. I am for sale. Now, there you go. Yeah. yeah do, do, it how you, do how you do it. Do how you feel, and who cares about them? Yeah. 
I get it. Again, I'll say this. I were, I watch some of these people. How many times have I said, I'll say this tonight? Yeah, as many times you need to. I hope there's no drinking game for that. <laughs> Being a hospital Hi, right now. Yeah. Yeah. No. I see some of these other writers and they do, uh, things and they take any job. Hey, look, if you got kids, you take the job. You got to put food on the table. I'm not begrudging right. anybody it's, that. It's work. But I've work seen, I've seen some people who are so far above certain jobs, just taking those jobs. Man, you shovel more junk into the world. You're a junk, you're a junk merchant. You're a, you're a, you're a, you're a crap meister. You start doing that. At some point you got to make some quality. Right, Pat? Amen. Thank you, Pat. You can. Well, I mean, did you try then to just kind of like uh, work something in there under under the radar a little bit at all, or it just doesn't matter at a certain point? I don't know. Look, you take a job, you try things, you try to be good, but sometimes you got to realize uh, you're going to work on a piece of trash, and if you do it and yeah. you want the money, good for you. Go do it. Take the money. I don't care. But just like know that's what you're plan. doing. Yeah. That's all. I don't care. If that's what a job is and you want to do it and you know you're not making something great, you maybe fit some good jokes in there, great. That's fine. Every we got to make livings. Well, what, what, what is the, the best show in the whole level of all that stuff? That's the you? greatest thing that any of uh, any of you have ever seen or heard. <laughs> there you go. No, I'm building some. I'm building some for the ages now. Yeah, I'm building some for the ages. Who did? Nobody did that. Nobody ever did something like this. Answering all the way to yourself and the listeners. And all these podcasts, they'll all come and go. I've seen them come, I'll see them go. <laughs> Joe right. Rogan, that guy. <laughs> yeah, sure, he got $100 million. Do. <laughs> from what? Basically to just uh, to lift kettlebells in the studio while, while interviewing uh, uh, Bill Burr. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for uh, at least listening to me uh, say Dabney Coleman on the, uh, of course. the well, internet thank radio. You, thank you, thank you, thank you for the call. You have a great night. Good guy, good guy. The number two zero one three three two three four eight four. We're talking about fifty biggest crab apples of all time, and. uh how about some uh, literary crab apples, Tom? Like uh, Charles Bukowski? No. No? He's a crab. He's, he's more than a crab, though. J.D. Salinger? No. These are, just, these are mean sociopaths. <laughs> crabby, though. No, they're crabby, but they're more than crabby. Okay. They're more than crabby. And Mike, you can admit it. Admit it, Mike. You loved when Brett Zung Dudio. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Jeb. Good Jeb. Yeah, it was yeah, great. Yeah, I have a, I have a zinger in my pocket for all three of them. Oh. <laughs> I could go somewhere too. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I don't like this. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm bad. Everybody, I'm, I'm. You gotta keep it though. Just right like moment. in politics where I don't, I think we should, 
I think we should censure Mr. Trump. Leave him with us. I think we need to lower the temperature. How many times do people say lower? I think it's time we lower the temperature of things right now. Yeah. I was watching, watching the, the, the Capitol building. It, it looked like, uh, Again, it looked like it looked like an invasion of. Uh, uh, I when I first saw that, I was like, "Oh, the." Uh, I, I thought, "Oh, they moved the uh, gathering of the juggalos to January." That's cool. I thought it was Woodstock '99. I thought I thought Trump pulled a Durst. Was his outro song "Break Stuff"? Well, I didn't first hear of his. All. I didn't hear his outro song. He's always got an outro song, right? I, I, he would be, uh, what night did Limp Bizkit, did Limp Bizkit even play the night of the thing? <laughs> I'm not going to go for so, no durst smears on this show. <laughs> oh, Red Hat. Yeah, he's got that Red Hat in those videos. He made the Red Hat. <laughs> do you think, do you think Trump took the idea for the Red Hat from Fred Durst? <laughs> I'm thinking so. I think there might be, I think there's probably that he must have seen the video for Nookie or, <laughs> or Roland and been just like, I should do red hats <laughs> like Fred Durst. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Anthony Bourdain. That's a good crab apple. See, that's the kind of crab apple I want on this list. Somebody who's, they bring more to the table than just being. Grouchy. That's what makes a crab apple. Where would you put him on the list, Jason? 14. 14 it is. All right. Man, Jason sounds so checked out. He's so mad right now. No, I'm doing great. I'm no good. Oh. Great show so far. Yeah, yeah, you sound like you sound like you're a real party over there. No, it's it's going great. Call, no, 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 it's okay, Jason. Jason, Jason. So it's me and you right now. What can I do to fix it for you? Hey. Just tell me. This what can I do to fix it? Move me up on the list. I know what'll fix it. What? What'll fix it, Pat? Oh, I don't like that at all. I think we should put um Julie Klausner on this list. Oh, I think that would fix it if we put Julie. I've been waiting. I've been waiting to say that all night. I think that would. I, Tom, honestly, the, the only thing that would fix fix this is adding Julie to the list. Put her twenty one. <laughs> is that that funny? She's a crab apple. I'm a crab apple. Who do you think's going number one on this list? Should I go ahead and add it? No, <laughs> I'm still not sure. I'm not even know if I make this list. I don't, I think I'm. Yeah, Eeyore vibes, man. I think you're. How number early two. in the conversation did she say that? About a half hour in. Oof. You should have turned the tables on her. You should have yeah. like, yeah, you should have said like, you pretended like you didn't know what that was, mm-hmm. and then and then. She'd have to humiliate herself by saying she just made a Winnie, Winnie the Pooh uh, illusion. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's great. So, so then she's the loser. Sure, you're you're just not aware of these of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I'm not aware <laughs> of Winnie the Pooh. Well, you don't remember them. 
Sure. I, well, I, I'll I say didn't this. remember the character. I'll say this, Mike, what you're saying right now. That's that's the definition of wit of the staircase. <laughs> what you're saying right now. Mm-hmm. Should have done this, should have done that. All right. No pardons yet, huh? No pardons, but he did just announce that he's going to form a third party called the Patriot Party. Great. I think it's a great move. Can't wait to join. He should do it. He should form a party, the Patriot Party. And what what should it be? Because the the Democrats is what? What is the Democrat logo? What is that again? Donkey. Dog? Donkey. Donkey. And Republicans is an elephant, right? Yeah. The Patriot Party should just be should be a silhouette of Trump holding someone by their ankles upside down and shaking all the coins out of their out of their pockets. I say this, you guys, this is a, is a, is a rough group right now. Brett zings Jason, Julie Klausner zings Pat and Jason. Mike's bragging how he's got something in the chamber for everyone. I'm giving off Eeyore vibes over here, apparently. I do want to say this. This is how my year's going. I spent a fair amount of time with Audible. No, was I recording my... The audio book for my upcoming memoir, It Never Ends. No, I was not. I was trying to get an audio book to play correctly. And I went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. What's the audio book I was trying to get to play? Some dumb Grateful Dead one. Telling the stories of after the Grateful Dead broke up. Chapters were all 20 minutes long, and then one's three minutes long, and it cuts off partway through it. So I write to Audible, hey, this chapter is not playing correctly. Just know what's up. Should I reload it? What should I do? I tell you, back and forth, back and forth. I've 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 bought cars quicker than uh, I've gone back and forth on this audio book that had a defective chapter in it. Well, we're... we're we're looking into it. We're figuring out what's going on. Well, I can tell you what's going on. It didn't load correctly. Maybe reload it or reload it. Get a reply back. We still haven't found anything yet. We, we, there is a problem and we're trying to get to the bottom of it. Okay. Well, really would like to have a working audio book. Upon further review, there is a problem, and other people have complained about it. I'm like, okay, maybe reload it then. Any chance you reload it? We will alert you as soon as we have any information on this situation. So then what I did is I slid on over and listened to this audiobook, The History of Fish, the band Fish. P-H-I-S-H.
Has there ever been a band that should be more made for me to enjoy? They're like, oh, we listen to Pavement. Oh, and we cover Velvet Underground albums live on stage. Then listen to this thing. Yikes. Wait, a band that combines the Grateful Dead and Ween? Sign me up. The loping snooziness of the Grateful Dead combined with the humor of Ween? I'll have some. Because everything, I'll say this about, I'll say this. Oh, my God. Gotta stop saying that. Everything about Ween, uh, Ween, uh, everything about fish is good. They take care of the fans. They do all these special events. It's all trying to make everything magical and exciting and surprises and so much value for, for the, for the fans dollar and not all corporatized. I like everything but the music. So I'm just like, man, if I could only listen to this music and like it, and I can't, no good. And I poked around the catalog, no. No, no, no. Not good. So later in the show, I believe toward the end of the show, we will be talking to a famous fish fan. And I did that fish podcast with the late great Harris, Harris Whittles. It was so funny. One of, one of my favorite things to ever do on a, on a podcast was doing the show with Harris. Loved it. And it made me wish he was still here to make fun of fish to him after all this new info I have on them. I could have made fun of him about Gamehenge or Tweezer. But I was fascinated by this Grateful Dead audiobook going into like what they were like in the after Jerry died is what this book is about. It's about the dead after Jerry died. It'd be like the best show after I after I croaked. Imagine these clowns continuing the best show. And I'm a clown too. I'm no different. I'm a clown. I'm the head clown. That's all it is. I'm the head clown. I'm not saying I'm not a clown and you guys are clowns. But I'm I'm just I'm sitting at the hub of this thing. You know what? When I croak, I hope I can watch. I hope I can see it from the other side. I want to see. I want to just hear the post-show meeting that Pat and Mike and Jason have about continuing the show. Pat will be like, I think the show's over. I think we've got to stop. 
Well, I don't know. I think we can still do the show. Well, I don't know. If we do it, I really feel like it should change into more of an adult show. And maybe we maybe we review uh peep show booths. Please. All I ask, whatever higher powers out there, grant me this one wish. Let me come back as a fly to hear that conversation. Pat will be like, I think we should maybe review uh, live Springsteen stuff. I don't know. Maybe we should review. We could do like a, we could do like a review of strip clubs. Jason, how's this sitting with you? It's, it's okay. Oh, am I losing you, Jason? All honesty. No, no, I'm here. I'm always here, Tom. Yeah. I'll, I'll be here. Oh. You have a lozenge? No, no, no oh, lozenge. Okay. I, but I heard a lozenge. But thank you. Thank you for <laughs> commenting on the quality of my voice right now. That's really good. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> is this really what the, this is the last, I think this, I hope this is just the last of the, the Trump administration. I hope this is not what the Biden administration is going to be like. It's going to be like this every week. Jason, who do you think gets pardoned? O.J. Simpson. You do? Yeah. Was it a federal thing, though, for O.J.? Can't they only pardon for federal crimes? Yeah, that probably was a state crime. That and then the Vegas, the Vegas thing was state, too, so I don't think he's got any federal. But that might not stop Trump. He'll just do it. And O.J. will be like, I got pardoned. And everybody will be like, that didn't mean anything. He'll be like, he pardoned me, but it means nothing. Yep. Sorry, OJ. Who else do you think, uh, Jason would get pardoned? Hmm. Deadpool. De- oh, 100%. Deadpool's probably number three on the list. Probably the Punisher. Yeah. Well, I like the Tiger King. I'd like to pardon Frank Castle. <laughs> AKA the Punisher. For, do you think he'd par, do you think he'd pardon the whole Suicide Squad? Everyone except for the, uh, the shark. What's his name? <laughs> everyone except King for shark. the, sh- everyone <laughs> except for the shark. I didn't like the shark. Okay. You happy, Jason? Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm good. Oh boy. No, I, I'm I'm wonderful. I'm do, doing great. Uh, Pat, how are you? Tom, things are looking up. Oh, I like this, Pat. Pat's always. I do like that. Yeah. Who are you mad at? Are you mad at Julie Klausner? Is that who you're mad at? Who me? 
I'm not mad at Julie. Jason, you mad at Julie Klausner? You can say, say I'm, I'm, I'm not very mad. I mean, it, it kind of hurts because we are deep into a rewatch of uh, Difficult People and we were talking mm-hmm. about how much we loved it. Um, yeah. All right. But I'm not mad at, I'm not mad at her. She's not the one I'm really mad at. Julie's got my respect. Julie's got my respect. As opposed, too. as opposed to like a Brett, for example. I mean, if we're naming names. <laughs> okay. Do you think he pardons my pillow guy? Yes. No, I think he forgets. It just leaves him off the list. My pillow guy is the equivalent to the Trump administration. I think my, who's the, who's the equivalent? You know, in a movie when there's the, when they're up on the skyscraper, the roof and they're trying to escape getting into a helicopter and then like, the main bad guys in the helicopter. And then there's always some like other guy who's like, yeah, let's get out of here. And he goes, what do you mean? Let's get out of here. And he like kicks them. <laughs> what do you mean? We out of the helicopter. <laughs> yeah. So like the pilot. No, no, no. Like the idea, like we got to escape. And then like the actual villain, like, like in Superman, I think like, I think like Ned Beatty got kicked out of a helicopter. <laughs> Superman. Like yeah. we got to get out of here. What do you mean? We, and he kicks him or they cut the, they cut that rope ladder and he falls. Do you think my pillow guy is that or is that Rudy? It's probably Rudy. I think they're both hanging on the ladder. At least my pillow guy, if he could, if he falls, he could land on one of his lousy pillows. And a lot of stores are uh, apparently dropping my pillow. So you can't get them at Bed Bath and Beyond anymore or Wayfair. But the thing is, even if you drop them, the pillow holds up. That's the whole thing about my pillow. They don't. They just retain. Yeah, the Pat's shape. a big my pillow guy. That's one of the things. Was I'll, I almost said I'll say this? What the f is wrong with me with that? <clears throat> my pillow guy. He was like, I have a hundred percent proof that the election was stolen. What if I just started saying I got proof that the, there's uh, rat feces in your pillows, right? That they're made with rat feces. But I wouldn't say that. It's not true. I would not say that the my pillow pillows are made with rat feces. I would not say that. It's not true. Tiger King, does he get pardoned? That's what I was wondering. Is what he did federal or state? I think it was federal, and the story, apparently, there's been a limo outside of the prison waiting all day for Tiger King to be pardoned. I don't believe that. That's what that's what the news says. What about the limo driver? What about Carol from Tiger King? I think pardon everybody. Yeah, this my pillow guy makes me want to barf. You got a call for me, Pat? Live right now. Beshow, hi. Hi, Tom. This is John from Los Angeles. John from Los Angeles. Where are you calling from, John? Uh, what neighborhood? From Rancho Park. It's near Fox Studios. Very fancy. 
Yes. Yes. To what do I owe the pleasure of this call? Were you calling with some crab apples, or did you want to pay tribute to Mr. Trump? Um, I'm calling with some crab apples. Okay. And um, I want to say that I um, like told my lady friend about this um, topic tonight, and she just lit up and just was like tell- like throwing out names all day. Okay. So I have a long I have a long list. Um, what about Aubrey Plaza? Yeah, that's a pretty good one. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, I think lower on the list. Put her number. Put her forty-four. Forty-four. Okay. Um. Uh, what about Stanley Kubrick? Mm, I don't know if he's as much of a crab apple. He seems just more of a. a, a like a like a, a an obsessive, his his crab apple stuff is not particularly fun to me. Okay, all right. Um, do you know who Hayao Miyazaki is, the Japanese animation director? Ah, yes, the master. Yes, the master. <laughs> to, Totino's day out. <laughs> My friend Totino. Yeah. My friend Totino. Exactly. Is that what it is? Um, I think so. I think so. I, I mean, have you ever seen any documentaries about him? Um, I know there is a documentary about him. I, I saw, uh, uh, the, the DVD of it. I didn't watch it though. Okay. Well, he always comes across like is really crabby, um, mm-hmm. despite the fact that he makes these like wondrous, fantastic movies. Mm-hmm. And there's, and there's also, um, some really funny moments like his son made a movie for his studio and the first time um Hayu watched the movie um he said um like you know oh this was good it, it was obvious you put a lot of effort into it <laughs> and he like mm-hmm. he was like and then there was like another time where he was invited to a um like a video game company and they showed him this like demo of this like this CGI ghoul that was artificial intelligence and it was just really gross mm-hmm. and disgusting. And he watched it and he said, you know, this like makes me think about my disabled friend and how hard life is for him and this is just uh, disrespectful. I think this is an insult to life itself. <laughs> you know? Oh my, so yeah. I just, well that's well, what, look, I don't have the personal, uh, uh, knowledge of Miyazaki. What okay. about, okay. Robert Altman? Um, I don't, you know, he seems like crabby, but he also seems like kind of a guy who also had a zest for life, you know? But that's the crab you, apple. Okay. The best crab yeah. apples are, they're not just crab apples. That's true. That's true. John, where am I on the list? What would you say? Um, like your, do, do you mean like your persona versus who I get a sense of what you're really like? You just answer the question as you see fit. 
I would I would put you at forty. Forty. Wow, that's pretty low. I yeah. like that. It's kind of a sweet spot. Um, I'm on the list, but I'm not I'm not a dominant crab apple. No, no, no. Um I also have a couple of fictitious characters. Okay. Who do you have? Um Miss Krabappel from The Simpsons. That's true. Well, her name, her name is literally Crabapple. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, who else you got? Reynolds Woodcock, the main character of Phantom Thread. Yeah, that's that's the one I want. That's the one I want. Okay. It's like it's like a horse is coming through the room. <laughs> Twenty five. Reynolds Woodcock. Um what about Richard Dreyfus? Richard Dreyfus played more crab apples than anybody. Wouldn't it wouldn't it be fair to say? He was a crab apple yeah. in Jaws. He's a crab apple in What About Bob? He's a crab apple everywhere, and in everything he does, he's oh, a yeah. crab apple. Mister yeah. Holland was a crab apple, right? It seems so. Beautiful, I beautiful, 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 coal. Remember that great moment from Mister Holland's opus? Yeah, I've never seen it. I've, I think I've only seen parts of it, but so. Sorry. I guess Mr. Holland's opus is like Hayao Miyazaki for you as it is to me. So, yes, I would say that my Miyazaki is Richard Dreyfus. Put him at 37, please, for Richard Dreyfus. Then he can borrow my slicker. I can keep going with names if you like. So. Give me one other. Well, give me one other one. Okay, um, Lawrence Tierney, the old character actor who played the like sure. boss in Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, he's think... more mean to me. He's mean. Okay, because a crab apple, you should also be kind of like not exactly worried that they're gonna knock your block off. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think I think crab apples they do their they do their uh inflicting uh to themselves with words. They beat themselves up more as much as anybody and they also do it with words. You're not worried that they're going to uh pop you in the nose. Yeah. You know who I think is a stealth crab apple and it's kind of Who's like that? the secret ingredient to his charm, Tom Hanks. You know. Interesting. Like everyone says Everyone says he's like the nicest guy in Hollywood, but if you look mm-hmm. at all his like his, so many of his roles, he's often very crabby and irritable, okay. mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, but it only adds to his appeal. So I think he's kind of like he, you know, the the nice guy per you know reputation kind of um, overshadows the fact that he often plays a crab apple in movies. Okay, like okay. Ju- just look at a, just look at a League of Their Own, you know. Like mm-hmm. that guy, that character is such a crab apple in that movie. Yeah, that is and, a crab apple. 
Yeah. That tennis ball, yeah. that tennis ball that hated working with him, by the way. That's the only one I've ever heard say he was not very nice. <laughs> and Henry Winkler. And Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. Yeah. Yeah. The he tennis like ball from, from Shipwrecked and, um, <laughs> Henry Winkler both said he was not great to work with. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that's all I have for the topic, Tom. Thanks for the call, John. You're welcome. Mike. About John McEnroe. Yeah, it's pretty good. He's a, he's a crab apple. I watched that documentary. Do you like it? I like the oh, subject. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like the subject. Oh, okay. I yeah. just wondered about the the presentation. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> didn't it, didn't it just keep finding ways to annoy you? No. With the with the soundtrack. No, found ways that I was completely engaged by it. There's a, there's a John McEnroe documentary on Criterion Channel for the remainder of January that I is outstanding. And, uh, well, at least I thought it was. And, uh, it's not very good. So maybe we could all petition Criterion Channel, take it down earlier than end of January. Um, it's, it's, it's French. So you have to expect a certain amount of pretentiousness. So it's got that going for it. Mm-hmm. It's got that guy tapping that card on the microphone. How many times does that occur in the movie? Yeah. I was like, is that necessary? Yeah, it was. It actually <laughs> it was, was completely okay. necessary. But I'll say this, you know, the beginning where they're I'll showing... I'll say this. You're saying it. <laughs> in the beginning where they're showing his serve and just sort of how he contorts his body. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was some amazing stuff. Yeah, I, I'm hoping ESPN will see that. Maybe do a uh, thirty for thirty on early '80s tennis, which was probably the last time men's tennis was kind of compelling. I mean, you had Jimmy Connors, you had McEnroe. Those those were McEnroe's best years, the early '80s. Mm-hmm. Um, so between you know the fights with the, you know the umps, I mean it's it's they they must have some great stuff on that. Yeah. I don't know. Well, hopefully they'll get it right, huh, Mike? They'll get the they'll get the story right. Like I said, it's a great subject. It's a documentary. It's called John McEnroe in the Realm of Perfection, and it's amazing. Uh to most most people will enjoy it. There's a certain amount of uh there apparently there's some outliers out there who are who Think, think it's the subject is good, but, uh, yeah. Well, to, to each their own, huh? Better luck next time. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep, <laughs> I'll keep swinging. I'll keep, keep swinging, chief. Um, what about Lauren Michaels? No, he just sucks. <laughs> Why have you met him? You know what I haven't, oh. but I've been in the same. I've been in the same oh. room with him See, many but that's times. The, that <laughs> is the that. Hmm. I didn't. I expected that from Brett or Mike. I didn't expect it from you. I didn't. This is what hurts the most, honestly. 
Why have you met him? It was so fast. Wow. I learned from Brett. You did not learn that from Brett. No, that was in you the whole time, Pat. <laughs> You've been holding that for seven years. Brett and I are <laughs> texting on the side now. Oh, Brett, so Brett's coaching you. Brett's your, Brett's your, uh, Brett's your zinger coach? He's, he's my, uh, Palpatine. You know, he's like, good. Yes. The anger. I feel the anger inside young Pat. Um, all right. So what else we got? Mike didn't like the documentary I loved. Um, I agree with you on fish, though. I had somebody trying to get me into them and sent me mm-hmm. live shows. This is their best live show. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wonder what that. I wonder what that might be like. I wonder what that's. Uh, I wonder what that. Uh, what that must feel like, huh, Mike? If somebody. Somebody just telling you that something's good over and over. And it's, oh no, you listened to the wrong one. Pat. Anyway. Pat, anyway. Give me, all right. Okay. Give me another call, Pat. Besho, hi. Hi there. Hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Hi there, how are you tonight? This is Elizabeth from Philadelphia. Elizabeth, I'm doing well. It's nice to Good. hear from you. What's going on in Philly tonight? You know, same old stuff. Inside, all the time. <laughs> yeah, the anger. Can you feel the anger on the streets? <laughs> Sometimes. Hopefully not tomorrow. No. <laughs> I hope so. I hope not never. I hope not well, never. I did have a few for the topic. Let's hear. What do you got? Jason just uh, got my Lorne Michaels, but I mm-hmm. did defer to my old man from Pawn Stars. That's right. The old man from Pawn Stars. The, uh, <laughs> the, that guy. Not pl- I, he, he makes my skin crawl. <laughs> uh, we also had uh, Morrissey. Not exactly a crab apple. But in the same vein, maybe Mark E. Smith. Mark E. Smith from the fall might be a pretty good one. Hmm. Let's think this one through. Mark E. Smith. Yeah, let's put him on the list. A Mr. Crab Apple. <laughs> put him at put him at uh thirty five, please. What else you got, uh Elizabeth? We were gonna say John Taffer, but then I kind of for I, I kinda of thought that he, he had some really nice upswings, some really caring moments on that show. <laughs> yeah, he's more of a blowhard. Yeah. <laughs> and a crab apple. And there's a distinction. There is. Between blowhards and crab apples. I agree. Um, well, they uh, threw in my parts. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Thank you, Tom. We can't wait for your book. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. 
You too. You have a grand evening. We got another call, Pat? We do. We also have a hotline call. Okay. Let's do the regular call first. Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Woody in Rochester, New York. Woody in Rochester, New York. What do you got for us, Woody? Uh, well, first of all, I want to. I feel like people are underestimating your your crab apple this time. Okay. Everybody's Where being, would you? Everybody's being a little too deferential, don't you think? Woody, I'm seeing where they say it goes. I'm not. Am I a crab apple? Do I think I'm a crab apple? Yeah, I guess so. I know enough people say Tom's old crab apple. I mean, like in the in the best way, in the best way. Oh, I'm not taking it as a negative thing. What's that? You got a lot of great people on this list. I mean, you should be, you'd be, I'd be happy to be in the company of some of those people. Mm-hmm. Need to look. I'm, I'm going, I'm just going with the flow. All right. All right. Like well, my I, guy, like my guy KV said, you just keep on going with the flow. So, uh, uh, what do you got for me, Woody? All right. Uh, oh, first of all, uh, I think Trump's going to pardon uh, Papa John for any kind of future crime. Papa John, that's a huge one. Papa John, right? Right. Whatever. He'll Papa probably uh, he'll probably pa- he'll probably pardon Papa John. He'll probably pardon uh, the progressive flow, the progressive lady. Um, right. Yeah. He'll just pardon people from commercials. Yeah, any, anything that uh, the airs on Fox where you get the commercial. Oh, so you'll get the uh, Geico uh, Gecko. He'll pardon the Geico Gecko. Sure. Uh, he'll pardon. He'll pardon the football robot uh, from uh, Fox Sunday NFL. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> the dumb CGI robot. Yeah, Cletus. <laughs> uh, J.K. Simmons. He'll pardon J.K. Simmons. What do you mean? Because he does the farmer's commercials. Oh, yeah. He'll pardon him from the farmer's commercials. <laughs> he'll pardon He'll pardon uh, Cliff Paul. The general. The general he'll pardon. <laughs> he's supposed to prove that he's pro-military. Yes. So what uh, What do you, what do you got for me? Uh, what do you got for me? Uh, all right. I, I, we, uh, I had a bunch, but I think the one that I want to make sure I get in is, uh, uh, Siskel and Ebert and you can split them up or keep them together. Siskel and Ebert. That's a really good, they were, they were pioneering crab apples. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great call. It's a great call. Uh, number 20, please for Siskel and Ebert. Excellent. I love it. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, you have a great night, Woody. All right, give me the celebrity call. Celebrity call, please. Hotline call. That is a celebrity. If it's who I think it is, it's a celebrity call. 
hello. I think this is huh. who I think this is who I think it is, right? I think this is who you think it is. It's who you almost alluded to earlier. You sort of cut yourself off while you were previewing me. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. You mentioned Harris, and it's important you mention Harris Whittles. And mm-hmm. it actually is very fitting and appropriate that my middle name, this is true, my middle name is Harris. Okay. So, well, what's your first and last name? My, my first name is Scott, and my last name is Rogowski. Now, everybody, you should know who this is. Anybody remember, what was it called again? High Q? IQ? HQ? It, HQ think, was the yeah, was the yeah. hottest. It was it was eighteen years ago, so it's hard to remember. But but I think HQ. Yeah, I think you're right. This guy, this guy was the host of HQ, the game show, on the app, and it was the hottest thing going. And then then it just uh, they blew it. They blew it. He didn't blow it. They blew it. They blew, they blew it, it like Derek Washington Jr. For Memphis in the 2005 Conference USA tournament at the line. Yeah. They blew it. They blew it. They had a good thing going. They killed the golden goose. But I'll say the one thing about, why don't I keep saying I'll say, ay, ay, ay. Scott Rogowski, you showed him. You've gone on. You're doing your own things. Did you I? Did. Baseball, baseball land. What was it called again? What have I shown to who now? Uh, I did a show called um, uh, Change Up on an, another app called The Zone, which uh, mm. was was a, a casualty. One, you know, now four hundred thousand dead from coronavirus in this country. Also, Change Up on The Zone, another casualty yeah. of the virus. Four hundred thousand humans on one app. Yeah. So. Well, I'm sorry about around. that. What, what does a Scott Rogowski uh, see in 2021 as as being your year? What what uh, what is in the pipeline for a Scott Rogowski? Because look, you're a you're a you're a big baseball fan. You are what if in in the world of entertainment, you you the baseball equivalent would be you are a five tool player. Yeah, yeah, he's, that's right. he's, he's handsome. He's easy. He looks good on camera. He's funny. He can host something with professionalism and focus and isn't all sweaty and rambly. Um, and I can hit for average. And he can hit for average and he plays defense. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so, mostly glove. So what's 2021 hold for a Scott Rogowski? Yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> Can I get back to you in like November? Sure, of course. No, of course. Look, everybody's year is up, up, up for grabs. Yeah, in so many I'll ways. Figure it out. I'll figure it out by December. But um, you know, look, yeah, I, I'm basically writing. You know, I, I know I don't want to dampen things, but my personal feeling is 2021 ain't going to be too much different from 2020. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're going to. I'm looking at 2022, frankly. I, I think this one's still going to be a wash, back to back washes. Um, I know <laughs> on the eve of, of transition and with the vaccine here, but not quite deployed. I just, I just think, uh, yeah, I'm not getting my vax until at least 2022. That's my feeling. I'm trying to be a realist here. You mean before you'll get a shot? Yeah. You'll get I mean, the shot. You think I'm getting the shot? 
Yes. I had a, I came up with a game with a friend of mine. It, it's a little fun little game. You pick the date you think you're getting the vaccine, and and it and for every day you're off from it in either direction, you put a dollar in the pot, and then whoever's closest gets the pot. What do you think? Fun game. I'll do it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you when I'm getting the shot. Yeah. Yeah. I'll call it. Call it. May first. Wow. And I think I'm being, I think I'm being conservative with that. I think it's going to be earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking honestly, in all honesty, you know, I'm, I'm a younger man. Um, I'm, I'm making no comorbidities. I'm not frontline worker. I'm not, so I'm thinking maybe realistically August, August 23rd. That is summer. All right. All right. I'm saying May 1st. Right. I think we'll I'm going to we'll come in. I think that's going to, I'm going to come in early on this one. We, we can, do, we'll donate the money to the food bank. How about that? I was talking, yeah, let's do it. I was talking to somebody and they're just like, Oh yeah, I got the vaccine already. I got it at the, at the path mark. <laughs> I was like, wait, are you sure that was the vaccine? <laughs> wasn't in the aisle. I mean, it just <laughs> take it off a shelf. I'm a, I don't know. I'm sorry to tell you that wasn't the vaccine. It was behind the path mark, yeah. It was a, it was a little tent behind the path mark next to the dumpster. But look, also, you're, you're, you're an entertainer. They're going to take care of you. Oh yeah. You're an entertainer. Somebody's going to see it's a guy from, it's a guy from HQ. And they'll tell you which, they'll say, what do you want? What do you want? Pfizer, the other one, you, which one you want, Scott? Top shelf. And you'll say, give me half and half. Yeah. Sprinkle a little Moderna in there. Yeah, give me a little, give me a, give me a Pfizer with a splash of Moderna. A, a chaser, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. Uh, I want a little salt on my shot too. Can I get some salt <laughs> on the rim? Yeah. It's, uh, look, I'm excited about the variants now. We got multiple, you know, variants of the virus. So. Now I, I want, you know, I'm a big baseball card collector. I want like trading cards of the different strains. I don't know how I feel about this new Scott Rogowski who is excited about the new strains of COVID-19 and is also, uh, feels that the world's going to end in to, to 2021 as a wash two weeks yeah. in already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the new me, baby. This new oh, evil Scott. Scott. This is evil Scott. This is evil Scott like. Evil fish. Ooh. See that transition? I want to, the evil fish is a type of fish music. So the real reason, Tom, if you want to, you know, we can, I can get gloomy and doomy all night, but I want to just bring things up a little bit and pep up your spirits because I know you're getting into fish now, at least the audio book. I'm not getting in. I'm not getting into fish. I'm, uh, you're letting your, uh, you're letting it down. I'm coping with fish, coping with it. Learning to live with fish. I should like them by all rights. Yeah. They, they provide everything I would want value for the buck. They do special shows and they cover albums and they have a fun time and they ride around a hot dog. And a lot of vegetarian, vegan food in the, in the lot. You ever see the hot dog live? Did you go to Big Cypress? Did you see the hot dog? I, saw, I actually saw the hot dog at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Museum in uh, Cleveland. They have it hanging there. That's as close as I've been to the hot dog. 
Okay. Because they rode around on a hot dog. Yeah. This is true. So well, this fish, years. look, I'm not meaning to just go, I know we did Steely Dan a couple months ago, but this fish thing is on my brain now because I listened to this audio book and then I listened to a podcast series about the behind the scenes adventures of their big New Year's Eve concert for the millennium in the, in the swamps. Oh yeah. And, uh, I was wondering, uh, one thing that, the, that it said about fish fans is that alligators even wouldn't eat them. The alligators were like, yeah, I'll take my, I'll sit this round out. <laughs> These people were camping. These people are camping two feet from an alligator lake and the alligators are like, nah, I'm not that hungry. We might have lost a few in the in the, 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 the you know yeah every, every festival loses a few and I think the Gators might have gotten a couple in the back there. Now, how many fish shows have you seen, Scott Rogowski? Uh, Let me guess. Let me see if I guess. Let me see if I can guess. Nineteen. No more than that. More. A nineteen. Yeah, more. I'm in the thirties. I'm in the thirties. You're in the thirties. Yeah. And what was yeah. the best one you ever saw? Honestly, Hampton? Do you see him at Hampton? I saw him in Hampton in, in, in 04. They announced that show later. It was their last tour. It was supposed to be their breakup tour. And they announced last minute they're doing a Hampton show. And I, my buddy and I got tickets. We drove down there. Went to Waffle House afterwards. It was fantastic. But my first show was mm-hmm. the best show. And it's actually considered by, by fish historians and, and scholars of the band and fans alike that it's one of the best shows of recent vintage. And I say recent, you know, modern, uh, fish 2.0 and, and after. Cause you know, there's different, there's 1.0 before 2000, before they, they went on hiatus, 2.0 to, you know, end of 03, 04 and to, uh, until, until 04 when they broke up until 09 and then 2009 and now we're at 3.0. So two two February 28th, 03 at the Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. This was my first show, and it was legendary. Legendary. Did they do Game Henge? I believe they played a couple, maybe one or two from Game Henge. Didn't do the whole Game Henge, but did you learn about Destiny Unbound? This is the same bust out. They hadn't played this song in 11 years, Tom. And they busted it out on my very first show. So I didn't know Mm -hmm. what the hell it was. (laughs) I never heard it before. But all all the old heads in the crowd... It was like this wave, this magical crescendo, those opening notes, and people were like, well, what is this? Well, you know, and the old guys, oh, Destiny, Destiny. And then as soon as you know the vocals kicked in, the place was going nuts. I never felt such energy like that before. So, I mean, the Soul Shakedown Party, little Bob Marley cover, that was other bust out, hadn't played that in a few hundred shows. And they just had a tweezer and a bathtub, and it was, man, it's a good one. It's a good one. All right. But I got what, the Rex for you. I know you're because I said I said to Scott Rogowski after I listened to this fish thing, I was like, "By all rights, I should like this band. They they're like they should be like if the Grateful Dead heard Pavement." Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know, you brought up earlier Grateful Dead and Ween, all these things. 
they do get compared to Grateful Dead a lot. I don't, I honestly don't see it. Like, I, yes, they have the following gets compared, but musically, I mean, it's like saying Chipotle and Sweet Green are the game just because are the same just because they're uh, both fast, casual restaurant concepts. It's a different food. It's different. All and, right. and, well. and the music's very different. But but you know what? They get compared to that all the time. I don't know. I think I, I know you have your your different musical tastes, and I, I did re-listen to your episode with Harris from 2013, if you can believe it. Um, and these are big tevas to fill. I'm aware. So I'm, I I I called some friends to help me out with this recommendation. Alex, my old producer, Alex Brazell, who you met, and Steph Port, Steph Port Photo, she takes photos of fish. She, she, she's a photographer of the scene. We all conferred, and, mm-hmm. you know, you already listened to Chalk Dust. I don't remember what you heard from the Harris episode, but Chalk Dust, Carini, Bittersweet Motel, Simple, he played these for you. And you liked Bittersweet Motel the most. It was kind of the ballad, the, the slower one. Okay. So considering that, and you just mentioned KV, I was trying to think of the most Kurt Viley fish mm-hmm. song. But see, let me just say this, Scott. I don't mean to cut you off. This is what the fish fans always did to me. Harris Whittles did it. You're doing it right now. It's like, I'll find a reference point that sounds like something else. And they're like, did you hear that? Because Harris was just like, listen to this fish song. 15 minutes in, it sounds like The Who. And I know you like The Who. I'm just like, well, listen, go listen to the Who, because the Who sound like the Who in the first second. Right. They don't have to wait 15 minutes before it, inv- it it evokes a band that I already am on board with. Yeah. So you want the real, you want the unique fish, the, the essence of what makes fish fish, and, and unlike the other bands, even though they have many influences and they share a lot of favorites with you, you you don't want you just want pure uncut unadulterated quintessential fish. As I'll say want. this, you get fish going, fish come back. Pandemic's over, fish come back. Not go to a fish show. Yeah, I'll go. With I'll you. go to any show. You kidding? I'll go yeah, see anything. Yeah. <laughs> I go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll watch Mike Love shave his back. If they were selling tickets to that, I'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. Where are the seats? So, no, but this fish thing. What what have you seen? You never saw them ride the hot dog around. What did you ever see? The, the, what's the biggest stunt they ever did that you saw? I haven't seen too many. So I, I saw a New Year's show in, in Miami. Uh, they, I can't remember these things. But, they, yeah, oh, oh, the coolest thing was, a couple, I guess it was a couple years ago now, the New Year's one was just a beautiful display. They had these crazy uh, dancers and the aer- aerialists and ribbons and different colors and glitter bombs. It was just like a beautiful visual mm-hmm. tableau, and, and they were up and down, moving around. It was very cool. Um, you know, it's very, you know, eye-catching and, 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 and visual, and it's a, you got to be there, Tony. you got to experience this thing. I mean, the energy in the garden, those New Year's runs, Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Do you think, so do you think you could, what do you say to the people who, who say that a fish show looks like, uh, uh, um, a Nexium, uh, meetup? Are there people who are saying this or, or is this just you? <laughs> people are saying it. People are saying it. 
Okay. How do you so respond to the fact that people are saying that a fish show and a Nexium uh, lecture from Keith Ranieri, um, <laughs> they look like the same audience? And fish has played some great shows at, at, at the Albany Pep, the Pepsi Arena. Uh-huh. And the, uh, yeah. Times Union. Yeah. Yeah. What if you went to see Fish and Keith Ranieri came out and played some of his legendary <laughs> classical piano? <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of the fans, you look around, a lot of them got that Ranieri vibe, I gotta say. There's a lot of Ranieri, uh, overlap, just on, on purely in looks. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about the, I don't know if the branding overlaps so much. The forced branding. Okay. Uh, you know, but, but, Look, uh, uh, Keith Ranieri adjacent, I, I did just get a look at the t- uh, Trump pardon list, and, and Fish bassist Mike Gordon made the list from those uh, photographs he was taking back in TJ Maxx. Um, <laughs> so he, what was he, he said, doing? He was riding a Segway around a TJ Maxx uh, changing yeah. room or something? You, you kept harping on this with, with Harris, too. <laughs> I uh. had nothing to do with TJ Maxx, but it was, I don't know, he was photographing Young, younger women at a con- near Jones Beach, I think it was. Okay. Was like, I mean, is he a creep? Is he a creep? I, I don't know. I've never met him. He, he's definitely an oddball. He's like an odd. He's the odd guy. You know. Sure. But All right. Look, I don't know what the deal with this guy is. I'm not. I'm not endorsing him or condemning him prematurely. I don't know. I he guess I'll have hard. to do some Mike Gordon research. I've met him. Yeah. Yeah. No. Really, Jason? Because Jason's a huge fish fan. It was, was, is he as nice? Is he as nice as Pete Davidson? Uh no, he's not as nice as Pete Davidson. He was he was mm-hmm. kind of creepy. I will say, Mike Gordon was a bit creepy. Pete yeah. Davidson, on the hand, other hand, sweetheart, great guy. Yeah. Yikes! Who else have you met? I mean, if you want the list, we can do the list. Yeah, could we do a fifty people Jason's met? <laughs> top fifty. We could do yeah, a top fifty. That, we that should might get be a topic, J- actually. All right, Jason. This yeah. is what I want from you for next week. Okay. Not top fifty, top twenty. Top twenty people <laughs> that I've met. Yeah. Okay. And while top we're talking 20. about these lists, Tom, how has we're doing crab apples? How yeah. has nobody brought up Spike? And how is Spike not number one? I mean, he is the crab. Spike apple. is a crab. Spike, yeah. Put Spike at uh, put Spike at number five. I'm still saying Lou Reed is crabbier than Spike. Okay, but he can. When I hear crab apple, I just think of Spike and someone I've never okay. met. But boy, that voice mm-hmm. has stayed with me all years. So Scott Rogowski, fish fish enthusiast. Yeah, so you want the wreck. You want the grand. Fin- Give me the wrecks. Because, again, I'll say this. All these people, and this maybe flies in the face of the crab apple thing if people say Tom's old crab apple. I'm going to say this. Tom has so much love in his heart. He has so much love in his heart. He wants to find things that he loves and enjoys. And he hears all about fish. And, sure, he talks in the third person, and it's a little troubling. But that's what he does. And he hears about it. He says, well, I want to try. I want to understand that. I want that. It's not unlike a baby Yoda when he looks at a gear shaft and is like, I want that. 
I want, I want to try. I'm not a crab. I'm not just going, this sucks. That sucks. No, I'll try. I'll try. I tried with the Grateful Dead. I tried. Mike gave me something, three CDs, the worst thing I ever heard in my life of them playing Hunter. Where were they playing, Mike? Cornell. Cornell, 77. Yeah. 77. The height of punk and then the, these, these guys are up on stage uh, p- playing a 45 minute version of Not Fade Away. Um, no, but, but I, I tried. I tried. Julie Clauser put together a two hour Zappa playlist. I listened to every song on it. And Fish, I'll try. I listened to all the Steely Dan albums. I listened to every song on them. Every song yeah. I listened. I'll try. And I, now behalf, we get to fish. On behalf of fans everywhere, I, I want to honestly, I'm grateful. I'm thankful that you are, you're opening your heart to this the way you have with these other bands. It's good to see. And to be, first of all, mention the same breath as Steely Dan and Zappa, Grateful Dead. I mean, these are bands that I also very much enjoy. So well, that didn't do you any favors. Uh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I know. This is, you know, my, you, you can't figure out why you can't like this band. I can't figure out why we, you know, we can't, uh, agree on it because I also love all your other bands that you like. So it's just, I'm just as confounded as you are, frankly. It's not as if I'm so wh- wh- the, where, what's like the entry you, point for me? What's the entry? Cause this is the thing. Another thing is I can't understand the idea of bands that were, you're just like, I, I I can't understand the uh, the concept of a band where you're like, oh well, the albums are terrible. Skip the. Imagine if it was like, oh yeah, yeah, like Beatles. Oh no, the albums are the albums suck. Go listen to other stuff. You see, here's where I think I have a glimmer of hope that I could be the one to actually change change the tide for you on this, and and it's because. I'm one of the rare fans. I get made fun of by my by my friends in the community. I've been made fun of this, but I happen to love the studio albums, mm-hmm. and perhaps even more so than like the live recordings. I don't really listen to live recordings. I like to listen. If I'm listening to them, I listen to studio albums. And of course, I go to the shows and I love it live. But when I want to listen to it, I like the studio cuts. So maybe maybe that odd aspect of my fandom. Will will actually do me well here. Sure, as, sure. Uh, okay. Well, I'm I'm up for that. Why? Why? Where? Where do I start, Scott Rogowski? I I think the consensus is that the album Billy Breathes, 1996, album Billy Breathes, is is probably the purest fish album and the best way to get into it in terms of the it's soft and sweet at times. It's got the rock songs and the title track Billy Breathes. If I'm gonna give you one song to listen to, it would be the title track Billy Breathes. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful song. I don't think anybody can listen to that song and not like it. So I would really, uh, I'd really love to hear your take on Billy Breathes. And another whole album I can recommend, Story of the Ghost from 98. And if you want to pick one on that one, I would go with Rogue. It's got a nice, you know, earthy, rootsy, kind of wooden, woodsy vibe. I don't know. I'm trying to find like groovy, trying to find something that, that, that you might jive with. And I think, that song, but that whole album is fantastic. Even the opening track, Ghost. So, those are the two albums and the two songs in those albums. And now, I mean, I could mention some other, you know, kind of ballad, softer ones. Life Boy, If I Could, Dirt. I think you might dig those. 
And then if you want to go harder, because I know you know you didn't really like the harder stuff that that Harris was playing for you, but wait, that was really the harder play. stuff. Well, <laughs> like chalk dust torture, Karini. Yeah, that's that's hard, man. What's that? The wow. ESPN the Sports Center theme. <laughs> they did cover that at some point. I think. But yeah, I I I don't know. I think if you want to go. Even harder with it, more angular, split open and melt is, is like a, a split a open. Then we got Billy Breeze, the LP. I'll listen to the whole, I'll listen to the whole record. Uh, Story of the Ghost, I'm going to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. What's that one? Split and, open, what? Split open and melt. It's just, if you want a, a one-off kind of, you know, a different, different kind of take on, on the sound that they, and that's you. a, that's a standalone song. That's a standalone song. And I'm going to okay. leave you with one more. What's that? Um, it's the, it was my number one played song from 2020 on my Spotify, Year in Review. And it was off of Fish's new album, which came out April 1st of, of this year during the pandemic. Well, the album's called Sigma Oasis. But the song, they've been playing in their live repertoire for a few years previously. It's called Everything's Right. And, you know, I, I happen to think it was like, it was like, it was basically my personal pandemic anthem. I put that song okay. on. And my phones, I get the city bike and I just bike up and down the Hudson River and, you know, the city's completely empty. I actually was biking right through the middle of the time. So there's nobody around. This is like March, you know, it was April. And, uh, it just got me going and it made me feel good and it made me feel optimistic through all this. And it's just a beautiful song. It's, it's bouncy. It's got a nice groove and, and the studio version is fantastic. They recorded it like the live version. It, it goes like for 10 or 11 minutes, the studio version. So everything's right. Give it a shot. And if, if All right. you know, I like it, but I love it. Scott Rogowski, I'm willing to try. And we'll reconvene on how long? A week or two? What do you need? You check in next week. Let's check in next week. And also, good congratulations, Scott. You got pardoned. Woohoo! I just looked at the list. I'm on the list. Scott, Scott Rogowski got pardoned. And, uh, Dare I ask yeah. what? Just first. Uh, it says between you and you said it just says he knows. Between me and my maker. Yeah, it just says okay. it says reason he knows. <laughs> he knows what he did. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I can think of a few things. Well, Scott, you are a dream come true. I appreciate you helping with this. I'm the honest. fish army really- salute you. I'm sure. Um. Yeah. Do you own any fish T-shirts? Oh, so many, so many. I, I I don't know if you know this, but I have a something that's to keep me busy has been my side project, my Quiz Daddy's Closet Instagram page, which is a is where I put all my I, I've been selling off my vintage clothing collection, which I've been accumulating for twenty years: T-shirts, sweatshirts, jerseys, hats, all sorts of stuff. And uh, all the money's been donated to various charities since I started mm-hmm. doing this in June of twenty nineteen. Raised a lot of good money this year for, for the MS Society and food banks and donors choose and a lot of Black Lives Matter causes. So, uh, I do have fish shirts that I've sold on there, but I've, I've got about 40 shirts that I'm keeping for my personal NFS not for sale collection. I got some really good ones too from the early nineties. Very excited about okay. it. Okay. All right. Well, look, you're, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're into it, and you got your yeah. thing. And you're doing a good job, and you and Perry Shall, your other T-shirt buddy, yeah. are uh, 
You're selling your T-shirts for charity. It's very exciting. Yeah, Perry's the best. We, we, we've been doing these live streams together on Instagram. It's a lot of fun. And uh, When's the next show. one? When's the next one coming up? You know, that's a good question. We haven't done one in a few weeks, um, but we should get one on the books. Maybe at the end of the month. We'll, we'll put one on the books. Okay. Well, Scott Rogowski, you call next week, and I'm going to tell you all about what I thought of this fish, and uh, thank you. I'll be on pins and needles, Tom. Yeah, Talk to you then. Have a, you have a grand night. You too, man. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Nice guy. Nice guy. Guy gets it. Scott gets it. Rogo gets it. And a night where Dudio's fighting with Brett, Brett's fighting with Dudio, Mike's fighting with Pat, Pat's fighting with Dudio. Everyone hates me. A guy like Scott Rogowski rolls in, and suddenly everybody's nice again. It's very sweet. Hey, Tom. Yes? We got uh, about 20 or so to fill, and I think we can do it. We got a lot on the Internet that have come in that are really good ones. Well, let's let's boogie. What do we got? You want to give me a call first, and then we'll go over ones on the Internet? You got it. Line three. Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom, it's Jared in Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, I know this guy. This is a guy from Flannel Graph Records. That's me, baby. This guy's, uh, this guy's awesome. He put out the Rock Rotten Rule, uh, vinyl. That's LP. right. Still, still have a couple if someone still needs one. Still available. Yeah. Hey, uh, I, I, uh, you're probably towards the end of the show, so I'll make this quick. Uh, I have a, a name for the list of crab apples. What do you got? Henry Warnamont. Who? Henry Warnamont, uh, Punky Brewster's foster dad. No, I'm not putting him on the list. Come on, he's he's crab apple, right? Yeah, you can make your crab All apple right. list. Sorry, Jared. All right. Hey, who's, you know Bill ba- who's Bill Ballot? A Bill Belichick? Number twenty-two. Did that somebody get actually re- relate uh, re- uh, removed, and then the name got? I have no idea. No, it's uh, I don't know why I did that. Okay. Okay. Sorry, Jared. Oh, that's all right. Thanks. You got any other ones? Considering it. Um, you already mentioned Walter Matthau, but how about a fictional character that he played, uh, Mr. Wilson from the comics, Dennis, uh, Dennis the Menace? See, but he's just a, a douche to me. Yeah. He's more just a straight up douche. I don't see any there. What's redeeming about Mr. Wilson from oh, Dennis he, the Menace? He, uh, he he loves the kid, eventually, just like just like uh, Mr. Uh, Henry Warnemont with Punky. Deep down, they love the kid, so they're like, uh, this guy's bringing up his this guy Punky Brewster. What's he getting a commission every time he mentions Punky Brewster? <laughs> you know, and we got it's we're rebooting it for Peacock, and uh, it's coming soon. Uh-huh. And uh, well, best of luck with that. That sounds like, that sounds like an exciting proposition. That finally, Punky Brewster's coming back. It, it really is, though. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're joking, but it actually is for real. Okay. Well, I, 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 I don't doubt it. It sounds very <laughs> believable. All right. Hey, thank you, you my that, friend. You know, that, you know that Neil, you know, you know the Neil Young album, Living with War? I do. I feel like that's you now, but Living with Fish. 
I hope not. You're just. Fish I'll tell you, my worst nightmare. My worst nightmare is going to be if suddenly I uh, like some of these songs. <laughs> I I'm getting. I've never listened to the albums except for one that I got as a Christmas gift. I, this is making me curious. I might go back and listen to them all. Anyway, keep up the good work, Tom. Hopefully, I'll talk Thank to you. Thank you. You have a grand evening. Next call, please. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Good. Who's this? This is Connor from Tampa. Connor from Tampa. You sound pretty proud of that, huh? Yeah, it's all right. It's a weird place. You should be. You should be proud. Yeah, what do you a, got? What do you got, Connor? What do you got? All right, I, I have one for the topic, and I, I just very quickly wanted to comment on one of Mister Rogowski's suggestions. Okay, what do you got for the topic first? All right, so I think someone mentioned it on Twitter already, but Todd Berry. Yeah, let's put Todd on the list. Thirty-eight, please. For Todd Barry, put him right next to his buddy David Letterman, who he call he he wrote a viewer mail letter to. No, he was on, he called in on uh, as a as a young man. Very good. Now, what's your pro? What's your what's your beef with the with uh, Scott Rogowski's fish list? Mostly no beef. I'm a huge fan of Mr. Rogowski. I actually saw him at a show once. Um, the only I, he gave some great suggestions. I might say to hold off on the split open and melt for a little while that might scare you off i'm afraid might scare me off <laughs> you don't think i can hang you don't think i can hang with it i don't know that's that's one i, I well that's I've the most insulting the- thing i've ever heard now now i'm like <laughs> no now you now you press my buttons Oh no, not my intention. Where do you I, listen I, to Split Open and Mel? What's the best version of that? Lawn Boy. So that's 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 a live vehicle. That's kind of the that's uh, sort of the mainlining the uh, the angry fish, the angry dissonant, discordant, spacey, uh, gets a little away from you type fish. Mm-hmm. But you uh, I'm starting with that one now. <laughs> starting. Somebody tell me the right. right version of Split Open and Melt to listen to. All right. Thanks, buddy. Pat, what do you got? Anything? For my list? Yeah. Um, well, early on when you guys were talking about Neil Young... I thought, you know, he was kind of always a crab apple, but the guy who became one, especially in his old age, was David Crosby. I think Crosby deserves to be on that list, too. I would see this is the thing. We did so much listening to so far on the so far show, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young uh, program, where we reviewed uh, their catalog album by album, year by year. That David Crosby, we, we've all developed a knowledge of David Crosby, but you feel he should be on the list. I think he's, I think he deserves to be on it. 
but um, you know, lower than Jason. Uh, Jason. Yeah, he's got some crab apple moments. I put him pretty low. I I put him right around Neil. Forty-two. Fair enough. No, this is what we're gonna do. Yeah. Number forty, David Crosby. Good. And how about uh, Judge Number Judy? forty-one, Stephen Stills. <laughs> Number 42, Graham Nash. We literally have Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young in order on the list. Thank you, Mary. I like this. Mary, Mary, one of my favorites. Hard stuff, scare you off. What would a fish fan think of Cannibal Corpse? Yeah, you don't know. You know the stuff I've listened to? You can't hang with it. You're not going to be able to handle it. You ever listen to metal machine music in one sitting? I've done it multiple times. And I do it again. All right, what's next? Who else you got, Pat? Judge Judy. Yeah, she's a good, she's a pretty good crab apple. 47 for Judge Judy, please. Mark Marin. Yeah, he's a friend of mine. Yeah, but he's, 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 he's a good a crab, crab apple. apple though. 12. I love him. Lewis Black? No. He's a faux crab apple. What, you think it's an act like Larry the Cable Guy? I do. think he's doing crab face. What about Jen Kirkman? Nah, not enough of a crab apple. Uh, do you know Annie, Annie Donnelly? No, I don't. Who's that? She's like a big name in the uh, alt... New York comedy world. Brett, Brett might know Annie Donnelly. She's great, very funny. Very the queen, funny. The, qu- the queen of, uh, of, of mean in the alt scene, I'd say. Okay. Well, I, I'm not familiar enough to put her on the list. It's not a slight to Annie, but I just don't know. A lot of people online were saying Ringo. Nah. He's a, cl- a clod. <laughs> it was 50 biggest clods. Charles Barkley. Harrison Ford earlier. Harrison Ford has to be a Harrison Ford number 11. There you go. Who else we got? Who else was, were people talking about online? Oh, uh, Charles Barkley. Yeah, that's a good one. Charles Barkley can go uh, number 20. Uh, Charles Barkley, let's put him at uh, number 34, his uh, former uniform number. Uh, Chevy Chase was another one. Nah, he's a, he's a, a douche. Let's Too see. douchey to be a crab apple. Tom. Mean. There's a meanness there. Who? Tom Waits. No, you sucks. Colin Quinn. 
Yeah, he's kind of curmudgeonly. Let's put him at 46. And then I got, Steve a, Coogan? got a few more calls on hold. Steve Coogan ain't no crab apple. Give me another call, please. Any other ones, Jason, in the meantime? Steve Martin. He bums me out. He's a, he's an unfun crab apple. Crab apples should be a little fun when they're crab apples. Oh, Orson Welles. Orson Welles is a good crab apple. Oh, yeah, that was on. People were talking about him a lot. Nine for Orson Welles. <laughs> Valerie Solanus. Valerie Solanus is not making the crab apple list. Yeah, I was thinking of more extreme examples. Sure. Yeah, that, I would say that's an extreme example for sure. Howard Unruh. You know Howard Unruh? No, I don't. Who's that? Howard Unruh in, on September 6, 1949, it, they called it the Walk of Death in Camden, New Jersey. The first mass murder. He killed the... Uh, Welcome back. Welcome back. It's so people, great to have you. 13 it's, people in 12 minutes. <laughs> Boy, say he seemed pretty crabby. And it was because uh, he was he was bickering with his uh, neighbor about a gate. So I'm gonna pretty- I'm gonna say I might sit Harold Unruh out <laughs> from from the from the fun crab apple list. <laughs> but here's the funny thing: I, I was doing a little research today. Yeah, and, and there's picture. He, he, they put him in a psychiatric unit for the rest of his life. He never even went on trial. Okay. It, was, it was a weird thing. But mm. uh, there's pictures of him later in life, and he looks exactly like Will Farrell's uh, makeup that he wears when he does Harry Carey. <laughs> if people want to look that up. Okay. That's a fun little, that's a fun little <laughs> sidebar. <laughs> but here, here's another one. In my research, I discovered that... A, research. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw that there was a, a, an engagement. Catherine Ann Howard got engaged to Joshua Wayne Unruh. So in the engagement announcement, it's literally the name Howard Unruh. What are the chances of that happening? Well, life is filled with magical moments. I call, I call it the, the universe winking at me. Uh-huh. I, I had another moment like this recently. I was listening to the radio. It's Sunday morning, you know, they have all these uh, doctor shows on. I don't even know what's happening anymore. And there was a 92-year-old guy on there. And he and he's talking about how small his penis has gotten over, you know, okay. he's 92 years old. But he used he used a phrase that, that just sort of, like I said, was like the universe winking at me. He says, now in the morning, he pinches a bunch of skin and points towards the toilet. I wish the universe would wink at me like that. <laughs> yeah, now that 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 this um what you just said if somebody transcribed what you just said that, that was like a manifesto right there. You could have read that at the Capitol 2 weeks ago and fit right in. If you would have read the last five minutes of what you just said, that would have, you would have, you just put a Viking horns on your head. You would have fit right in. No. 
All right. Who who we got on the line? Caller. Best show. Hi. Oh, hi, Tom. Hi. Who's this? Hi. Uh, this is Simon from Ontario, Canada. What do you got for me, Simon? Uh, I got a couple. Uh, this first one, I'm not exactly sure if this is in Crabapple. It might be a little too violent, but Russell Crowe? Yeah, let's put him at 45, Russell Crowe. He brawls a bit, but he's still kind of... Yeah, no, like but he's he, exactly. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's, he's, a, he comes unglued. But like when he dealt with the, the guy from, I never thought I'd see the guy from Icicle Works, the eighties man fighting with Russell Crowe on Twitter over whether the movie Master and Commander was boring or not. <laughs> but I did. I All didn't right. know Russell Crowe had Twitter. He's on it. Anything else, buddy? Uh, yeah, I got one more. Uh, Squidward. Nah, that character bums me out. No? Oh. Yeah, he does. All that, he's, all he's that little... SpongeBob stuff bums me out for some reason. Yeah, it's true. I like the squirrel. The squirrel. Oh, yeah, right. squirrel? Yeah, I think it's a squirrel. All right. Andy, I thanks. think. Thanks for the call, buddy. Anything else? Oh, by the way, at the top of the show, we heard uh, Islands with uh, with uh, Disarm the Car Bomb from their album Vapors, one of my favorite albums, one of my favorite people, one of my favorite songs. Can't go wrong with Islands. Sweet, sweet Nick Thorburn. All right, look, we came close tonight. We didn't find out about the pardons, apparently, <laughs> except for Steve Bannon. I'm being told he was he's going to be pardoned. Uh, is there a caller on the line? Yes. Besho, hi. Hey, Tom. Hey, who's this? Joseph from Fort Worth. Joseph from Fort Worth. What's up, Joseph? Hey, Tom. I have a um a couple uh bad um bad apple crab apples rather. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, Steve Albini. Yeah, Steve Albini's a pretty good crab apple. Let's put him on. Twenty four. Put him at twenty four, please. Who else you got? Clint Eastwood. What was that? Clint Eastwood. I gotta disable, I gotta disable that. For some reason I'm getting notifications, making sounds. Oops. That's on me. Clint Eastwood, um, yeah, put him at 36, please. We got 10 spots or so. 10 to go. Well, maybe we'll carry this over. Okay, let's do the final. How many calls do you have left? Two on hold. Two, we're going to go with everybody gets one minute. Best show. Hi. Hi, who's this? Uh, this is Heather in Brooklyn. Heather, we got one minute. You got one minute. Uh, I'm sorry, we're running out of time. Who who makes the list? Okay, for me, um, in terms of someone that has a zest for life, but not someone that's just angry, Rizzo from Greece. 
Rizzo from Greece. That's pretty good. Should we do Stalker Channing overall or just Rizzo from Greece? I don't know. In the West Wing, she's very calm. She doesn't really have okay. to. All right. Let's go Rizzo from Greece, 26. Um, and I also had um, Orson Welles when he was speaking about Woody Allen because it was like grumpy, but for the good of for the truth. <laughs> yes. Now we got Orson Welles as number nine. Okay. Um, I have Lydia Lunch as well, but it's kind of niche. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if she's as, as crab apple I don't know. Let me let me let me marinate on that one. Okay. All right. Thank you, Heather. Have a good night. Uh, final call. Best show. Hi. Hey, uh, this is uh, Clone in Athens. What do you got for me, going? buddy? Good, good. Uh, um, how about Billy Childish? Yeah, that's a crab apple. Thirty-two, Billy Childish, please. Good, good. What about uh John Houston? John Houston. I wonder how much of a crab apple is he. I think Orson Welles might cover the John Houston spot. That's a good point. It's been a good good episode, Tom. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Anybody else? Uh what about um Miles Davis? He seems crabby. He is crabby. Now, Miles Davis should make the list. Put him in, uh, please a eighteen for Miles Davis. Very good. All right, thank you for the call. Nine slots remain. Nine slots remain. We'll get to them in the next in the next week. We'll get to those slots. Um. Let me think what we got to take care of here. I got to tell everybody best show. You go to patreon.com slash the best show. We got the stickers. We're figuring out the sticker. We're coordinating the mailings now and they are going out to everybody who gave $5 or more to the Patreon. And you know what? You figure out if you really want a sticker, you shoot me a message over at Patreon and we'll figure something out. Uh, the Patreon and the only way the best show makes money is patreon.com slash the best show. And that's how we keep the lights on and keep the show going. We got more meet my friends, the friends coming up. Um, very soon we're going to start filling it up and doing it and it's going to be a good time. And, uh, yeah. And Mike, do you want to, uh, say, say something before we wrap up? Yeah, I'm just uh, glad to be back. Um, if anybody wants to speak to me directly, the line's always open, and, uh, you know, we could have a discussion. Um, so I'm just glad to be back uh, on the best show. Okay. Anything else? I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Well, look, we, we all just that we go through stuff and we're all here and anybody has anything they want to say, you can reach out to Mike directly and, uh, the listeners, we appreciate the listeners and, uh, yeah. And we're just, everybody's going to, we're all going to do better going forward. All of us, myself included. So, all right. Well, let's, let's, um, Come back next week and we will do a, uh, 
do a show with the, we'll wrap this list up and we'll have some fish. Uh, so we'll talk about fish next week. Uh, fish. I don't want to listen to these songs. Do I have to listen to them? Please don't make me listen to the fish songs. Well, I guess I'm like them. What's that? I don't think you're going to like them in the end. I just don't. Knowing okay. you and coming from a place where I used to be a, a very big fish fan, I don't think you're mm-hmm. going to like it. And I think that's okay. I thought of, of, the, of the stuff I've listened to, I thought the, the Billy Breeds album was kind of pleasant. Uh, it didn't make me become a big fan, but I think they're, they're very talented musicians. They're just not good singers or uh, songwriters. That's okay. sort of that's sort of how I sum up Fish. Very okay. talented musicians, though. Okay, Pat Fish, where are you at with Fish? No fish. <laughs> no fish. All right. No fish for Pat. Best show for Pat. Yes. Yes. All right. Everybody, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week and we, uh, everybody be safe and don't be stupid. But is that the best way to say things? New chapters. Everybody be safe. Don't be stupid. So let's listen to on the way out and play a little bit of this, but we'll fade it down. Hawkwind. <laughs>